Hey, you're on your phone. I'm sorry. Oh, man, you hit the record button. Way before you know it. I was silenting it or oh, making it silent. So I didn't even do just that Just in to case mine. I got some calls because I've been really, you know, I've been popular, Busy. popular lately. A lot of people getting on you, <laughs> getting on your case, wanting to figure out what you're about. Right. Trying to That's figure what out what I'm up to. Oh, I wish people knew, wanted to know what I was up to. Yeah. No one wants to know what I'm up to. Mostly it's my mom. And, uh, yeah. Moms are great that way. That's good. Well, I kind of made the mistake of not contacting her on Valentine's Day, which like I thought that like after you're married and you like have a wife that that's what you concentrate on for that day. But I apparently mom still apparent, need the Valentine's. Apparently, I failed to contact my parent exactly. on the on the day of love. I know, and I love the crap out of my mom. So yeah, yeah, I'm foolish. Well, I wouldn't call it foolish. Wait, we have a button yeah, for this. Yeah, because it ain't April. It ain't it's, April. It ain't April. So we can't be foolish. Okay. There was something. Didn't we have a something about being f- foolish or... I don't know. We lost so many buttons in I the think that's move. the past seven or 82 episodes. That's the, Oh, that's foolish. The foolish. Yeah, this whole show. But this oh, one, you, you baby, guys. This one, we're turning it around. No, I'm just kidding. We are. <laughs> well, let's go in here and we're going to just start with a... Uh, Oh yeah. Have you ever asked yourself why delicious liquids we wish to ingest so dearly are separated from us by impenetrable bottles? Have you found yourself in the club with a bottle you can't get in and rappers all around you are popping them with these? It's plagued mankind for centuries! Kablarg Industries have the answer with some fresh new tech. Beverage Buster 2. Because number one was a bottle opener. After years and years of my family getting me glass bottles with liquid in them, for birthdays and holidays, I never realized that there was liquid that could be enhanced or released from these glass bottles until I got the BB2. <laughs> getting inside bottles has been the happiest I've ever been since getting inside my wife. I thank the Lord every day for the BB2. My father used to throw bottles at me and thank God they were empty. Thanks to the BB2. Yo, this is Shiz Naughty, and I'm always ready to party thanks to the Beverage Busted 2. Thanks, Kablarg. My friends and family call the BB2 a liberator because it allows my wife and girlfriend to enjoy bottles of any size without the caps on. We couldn't keep up with the unnecessary medical bills prior to the BB2. Thanks, BB2. Oh my gosh. Oh man, what are we going to go to? Yo, next? everybody, today we be out here kablogging with Shiz Naughty. Shiz, how are you? Shiz, be good. Shiz Naughty, ready to party. We got Captain Kablog out front giving away lollipops to all the little ruglets and shit. Not going to talk about it though. I'm going to be about it. Kablog! Fix your shitty car. It is the goop that's super smart. It is an art to watch it start to move a rusted, sticky part. Snag it at your local mart or bar it off your workmate's card. Kablog's a spray that's used in ways can save you from your fucked up face. Squirt, squirt. Let's go. Now we are two bros that know how to fix problems we face on the road. Kablog is sick. It will unstick or restick the Kablog trick. She's naughty. We don't stop the party. Oh, I'm so slow today. Buddy. Yo, everybody. What's up? How you doing out there? This is another journey through time and stuff. We got a sick beat just to uh, make you guys feel yeah. good about uh, yourselves. Yeah. We want you guys to get hyped up. We yeah. want you guys to be uh, like, oh, man. Boom. Finally. Boom. Maybe you're in your car. Boom. You know? Boom. Maybe you're Boom. at the gym. Maybe. Who knows? Boom. But we want you to be excited Maybe about you're a man. life. 
yeah, maybe you're a woman, maybe you're a man wanting to be a woman or a woman wanting to be a man. It doesn't matter. All that stuff, it's soul. It's, it's who. You be yourself. And you love that. And you go out into the world and you spread your little seed. And you make that seed a positive one. And you make that tree cast shadows over the haters because they don't deserve the sun. True that. Right? True that. And you just, you be that tree and you freaking soak in all those rays and you just get bigger, baby. You just get bigger. At night when I'm holding my baby close to me, I hold her tight. Real tight. And then we go on a journey through time and stuff. Thanks for listening. Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time. Hello, everybody. Oh, I, ooh, I, <sighs> let me do that again. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hey, welcome. I'm Aaron. And I am Jason. And you, this is another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff, episode 83. <laughs> What's good about 83? What isn't? Good the, be- the best about things are 88 and 3 cuz you know what 8 divided by 2 is 4, 2 is less than 3 and 3 isn't 4. Does that make sense? That settles 83. it. 83. That settles it. All right. Holy shit. That settles it. <laughs> um I don't know what that even you means. You said it was so much confidence though that it it's right. That was literally my mouth moving as fast as my brain could bullshit. The o- That's a talent. That's like a you should deserve a medal. Yeah, a badge of honor, a I, bullshit badge, a bullshit badge. I have mansplaining <laughs> mints. He I does. Have, I have mansplaining mints. Aaron. Every time I get on a little diatribe of mansplaining, I pop a couple of those. Because <laughs> you do, man. Sometimes, I love it. Sometimes I diatribe. Right. It's okay. <laughs> we have an amazing guest today, dude. Yes, we do. I don't even. I first time I met her, you right. know her. Who yeah. is? Who do we have? We have Heather Smith. Hello, Heather. also known Hello. as as Bone and Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the crowd apparently loves it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. wh- so, yeah, Very thank you for much. thank you for coming on the show. Sure. Pull, want to pull that mic just a little bit closer? Sure. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, this is kind of a, our defunct thing, and because um, you can tell by the intro, we're not serious at all. Yeah, y'all are silly. We, <laughs> Mostly. In a good way. <laughs> good. That's good, but but we like to create things and uh, do this. Um, yeah, so let everybody know. Tell us a little about yourself. Just kind of start off, just like a Cliff Notes version. We'll get deeper into real questions. Sure. But. Um, my name's Heather Smith. Uh, I was born a long time ago. I grew up in Poetry, Texas. Um, Poetry, Texas. Yeah, awesome which is name. a real place. Yeah, yeah. The joke is that the people who actually live there pronounce it closer to like poultry, Poetry, Texas. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Poetry. Okay. Poetry. Yeah. Poetry. Poetry. But it's um, spelled legit poetry. poetry. Yeah, yeah, totally. My parents were hippies. Um, uh-huh. We had the like Texas breed of hippies, and we good. moved out to the woods and had like a little farm. And that's that awesome. Sort of that's awesome. so so because I my instantly in my brain I was like, uh, she's from a small town in Texas. 
super conservative Christian, right? <laughs> no, the opposite. This, like, the opposite. Well, the super weird brand of like Texas liberalism. So it was kind okay. of like All right. yeah, super liberal, artsy. Um, so like a weirdos. small Austin. Yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, we we were the only people in town that were like that. Oh, <laughs> the, the rest, all right. The rest <laughs> of the folks there were mostly just it was more like, yeah. like your, your own shit village. kickers and farmers. Yeah, yeah Texans. Yeah, totally. Okay, totally. cool. Uh, but yeah, like, um, so I spent some time there, and then I went to um, I lived in Chicago for a long time before I came here to Portland. Oh wow! And um, interesting. Yeah, I was a visual artist. I, I mean, I am a visual artist. I have been for many years, and. Um, I only picked up music making uh, about like 10 years ago, something like that. Started learning all the instruments, mm-hmm. writing the songs. I mean, I've been involved in music for a really long time, but um, like vocally and, you know, I'll, I can tell you some stories later oh, yeah. or whatever. But sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And so now you live here. I do. And are you full time musician or what do you? No. Or you, you said you're visual arts. So do you do yeah. that as well? Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I, I'm basically the the lead designer at a mobile game company. Um, where Whoa. we're yeah, yeah yeah we're about to come out with a big game that we've been working on for like two years and I'm really excited I hope about it's it. Good, it's gonna my baby. Yeah, yeah really. It's yeah. like like your brainchild, like completely or no, no, oh. not completely. There's oh. a team of us. We're like 13 people, but okay. um, but small. That's yeah, awesome, yeah, though. small and yeah, a so, lot of the responsibilities might have been mine. So, so hopefully, for, it so do you code as well? <laughs> um, I do code in other languages, but I don't really code at this job. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I did interact with... You do C++ and other things like that? Or? I don't do C++. The engineers do. Um, okay. I know like PHP and oh, PHP, some yeah, other stuff. Sure. But um, yeah, I actually got a degree and I started out um, as a playwriting major oh, and wow. then switched to a double major of visual arts and music. And then I ended up graduating with an interactive multimedia degree. So wow, wow, yeah. But so 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 you did you take theory classes and stuff like that for music when you were going there, or like when you say a, a master in music, like yeah. Well, I I was only more production side of things, or no, it was a it was an emphasis in vocal. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. So yeah, I mean there was theory involved, but um, it didn't stay in it very long. It didn't feel even after you know after being in it for about a year, I was like, this is really impractical. Yeah. The things that they were you were learning. And yeah, maybe, and I never wanted to be like a, a like a classical vocalist. Yeah, um, sure. Like I uh, had my yeah. own thing that I wanted to do, and yeah, people right. kept kind of pushing me to, you know, no, you know, like shit uh, like that, and I'm just not interested. But that was still impressive as fuck. Yeah, right. You did right there. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> I just want to. Most people don't shoot yourself most down. Most vocalists <laughs> can't do that. No, <laughs> like I know a lot of singers, and a lot of people can't just. Well, yeah, it's, great. It's That's good. To, whip that silly stuff out sometimes but um yeah so i I love music my my dad was a musician and an artist also and we grew up you know i grew up singing with him and was on his records back in the day when i was like 10 and yeah um, my dad was a music maker but he was kind of more of the uh um very uh, country bluegrass but all of it was like it was like country bluegrass frank zappa In the way that he was always writing about something silly. Yeah. All of his lyrics, all the content, everything it was, there was a joke in it. Mm -hmm. And it might be actually about a serious subject, but there was always a joke in every one of his songs. And he wouldn't say it like a joke. It would just be a joke. 
and and so there was yeah but but in like Dangerous. but in like but in standard like one four five country bluegrass stuff you know That's what i mean cool. like and and you know i i have he had a, always had a studio and uh i grew up knowing how to run a uh reel to reel nice and uh you know doing all the recording software transferring stuff from what's in the room onto the reel to reel and then playing that back through his pa and i could go in there at three years old and turn on everything and start load the reel to reel load the tape spool it back up on the other one set the tension start the playback go grab my headphones like i yeah i was a studio kid um there's a lot of his old recordings with me in the background just making noise in the room while he's recording a song and he never took them out of the cuts they're just nice like that (laughs) like like weird ambient kid voices in the back of all of his songs so they got pictures of Aaron in a guitar, like in a guitar case. So there was my mom and dad were both musicians um, and they played together for a long time. Cool. Um, and way before I was born, um, they moved from Washington to Alaska and just played around Alaska and met all the, you know, Hobo Jim. Uh, you've heard of the Hobo Jim? I haven't. Um, he's a pretty famous Alaskan balladeer. Oh, cool! Um, and <laughs> it's pretty interesting. He's he's an intense guy, but but have you heard the song "I Did the I Did a Rod Trail"? I did, I did, I did the I Did a Rod Trail. I guess not. It's the it's the song f- for the I Did a Rod, basically, right. and uh, it's it's his most famous song for sure. And um, my dad, it was a weird late night. They just got done playing music in a bar, and he wrote the lyrics for it on a Budweiser napkin. Back when they had napkins with Bud, like yeah. actually, like still labeled a Budweiser napkin in a bar back in the day. And he wrote the original lyrics for it on that, wrote them down, and then my dad has the napkin. Cool. Yeah. But, you know, so lots of weird things. But anyway, yeah. So when I was born, my parents did not stop playing music. Um, and so there are pictures of me at like four or six months old sleeping in a guitar case wrapped up in a blanket with earmuffs on on stage in front of the subs and my parents are up there on stage playing like live music's happening you know they have their long hair and tinted glasses and Back bandanas in the day, shit like oh, yeah. that didn't matter they were hippies <laughs> isn't and, that fucking crazy and, and you know they're up on stage my dad has That's a rad. cigarette hanging out of his mouth there are drinks like there are drinks pushed around, around the, the guitar case because <laughs> no one's going to come up and kick them to get to you know me or whatever and people in the crowd with joints hanging out of, like you know it's the 80s and yep. in alaska but but yeah, lots of pictures of me just sleeping in a guitar case on stage. That's and then they had my little brother and pretty much after there was two of us, they mm. know, not not too much, not not no more road gigs with the kids. Mm-hmm. So I think I, our parents would have liked each other. Probably. Right. Probably would have kicked it. Super hippies, man. Both my parents are the same way, big hippies and mm-hmm. um, you know, the Alaskan breed but both big state hippies, right? We're the two largest states in the True. Everything, so. Yep, we do the hippie the best. Yeah. The joke thing <laughs> is funny too, though. My dad also like all of his songs like like were really silly, like yeah. honestly, mm. like but done kind of with like a straight face or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was. There must have been a trend or something. I don't know. Well, I I think it was a, uh, maybe something um to do with you know not wanting, even then even then I can imagine there there was the idea of like kind of going against what was mainstream oh, and being yeah, on the totally. radio. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. there was a lot of country and bluegrass happening. You had the highway men and you had, you know, you had all the, the early Travis twits and all these guys coming up in, in the eighties and playing, you know, 
straight country, right? And so, um, versus covering that, my dad would do those songs, but with his own words. And, oh, nice. And, and well, <laughs> not, not like their songs, but he wanted to be able to play one of his songs in line of cover songs, and no one know that he sw- they switched to an original. So it's an upbeat, mm. in-your-face country song, and yet it's, you know, people are out there dancing, and then if they're listening, actually listening to the words, they're laughing because they're nonsense. I remember a couple funny songs my dad wrote. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He wrote a song called Dog Meat Putty, and it was all about how... <laughs> how <laughs> That's my, it. Yeah, my dad, he had this dog, and it hated... Um, the girl that he was with at the time, her cat. <laughs> so like my dad wrote this song basically about killing the cat in numerous ways. Um, that was a big one. Do dog, you... dog meat putty. And then another funny song I, I remember from, um, my childhood and you probably remember it too. Cause it was like a family camping song. Um, remember nose picking? Oh, of course. Oh yeah, I was actually so, nose picking. <laughs> right? When you, when you every said single family has, or every single like person made their own verse for this song. Yeah, and oh, it's, nice. it's like we used to do it when we were kids, like all around the campfire. And I'm sure it originated probably before we were born. But oh once, yeah, but once we did, or once it was, we were like, you know, well, we, we did this every time. Well, that's funny because my dad played nose picking too, mm-hmm. and and we would be around campfires at our place, and he'd he'd pull out and go, well, "All right, we're pulling out a JC tune." Because his dad's J.C. Smith, which oh, is, okay. you know, so he, we're pulling out a J.C. John Hardy Smith, so. All right. <laughs> J.H. and yep. J.C., that's awesome. <laughs> I knew a John Hardy. Yep, that's funny. Cool. But yeah. J.C. songs. Y'all should learn how to play that. I know. Nose picking. Yeah. yeah, so nose picking was a cool one. It was like, um, it kind of had this, it was just, it re, it just like, it was always the same kind of, but you change the word just a little bit. So the basic gist of it was like nose picking, nose picking, morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night. I started on the left side, then I moved on over to the right. And so nose that picking, that's the that's picking. the gist of it. Yeah. It's just Great. nose picking. So then it was like, and then we'd have like little breakdowns, and certain people like you know that. While they were playing it, they'd be like, I "Okay, check this shit out." <laughs> you know? It was but yeah, cool. you follow it was just, fun. Yep. Yeah, or like, yeah, we had rules, you know, about picking our noses and stuff that all went in the song. So yep. good time. <laughs> yep, that's so good. that's why we all get along. That is that's <laughs> a beautiful <laughs> thing. Well, bef- um, you know, as part of the show, we listen to records. Um, and we have actually something special for everyone out there today because she didn't just like, we were like, Hey man, if you guys listen to vinyl records, you know, to our get to our guests, um, yeah, bring one over and everybody like some people bring one. Most people don't. She brought over five. <laughs> yeah. Right. She brought over five. She's like, I check like this vinyl. shit. <laughs> uh, and which is a treat for us. And so we're going to do something we haven't done. And we're actually going to play. Th- we, you know, we always play three songs, but we're going to play three songs off of three different albums by three different bands. Mm-hmm. Never done that before. But we're going to give it a shot because yeah. it's exciting yeah. to have a vinyl enthusiast Thanks, in here. Guys. That's I'm it. really happy to share some stuff. I am. I am because, yeah. because two Good. of the three bands I've never even heard of in this. Woo-hoo. So yeah. which one do you want to do first? Um, so we have Monks. Let's start with the Monks. They're okay. S- they're spunky. Um, I, are you guys familiar with this band at all? The Monks. This is the only band I have heard of. Oh, okay. Um, and I've heard a few of their songs, mm-hmm. but... Um, I have not heard anything, I don't think, off of this album. Monk time. 
Yeah, they were really, really interesting. They they were all army guys and huh. would play in their off hours, and they um they would shave their heads like monks. Yeah. Um. And uh, anyway, they're total badass. No, I think so. I have gotcha. heard Monk this is Time. Exciting. I think that's the only song off this I actually have heard is Monk Time, by these guys. Monk Time by the Monks. Cool. I think that's the one. But anyways, we're gonna play off a D side, right? Yeah. Which I love. That's a super deep cut. Yeah. And that makes me really happy. <laughs> the deepest of cuts. I think I only deep cuts, yeah. That's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. That's, That's a good awesome. thing. You guys are all in for a treat. So you're probably going to hear stuff you haven't heard before. And definitely, even if you've listened to them, you're not going to have heard these songs. So we're going to listen to The Monk's Side D, Song 3, which is what, Pretty Suzanne? Mm-hmm. That name sounds familiar, too. I don't yeah. know if I've heard this song. I didn't know that... They don't really say those words in the, the song very much, so I didn't uh, know that's what it was called at all. But um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. We walk around my house singing this song all the time to one another. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a family favorite. Very cool. Aaron's just wiping it up. It's probably pretty good. Got to little, just a sure little dust. You know what Why I mean? Not? Yeah, yeah. Clean that shit up. <laughs> I have a house full of animals, so everything is covered in hair. And the, the struggle's real, man. <laughs> For real. The other day, I'm going to tell you a funny story real quick while I load this up. Come here, microphone. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the other day, I went in to put my work boots on. I wear steel toes for work because mm-hmm. I crushed my toe. Yeah. Pretty excruciating incident. But now I wear steel toes. And I went into uh, I went to put in, um, put my foot in, in my shoe, and I, there, I felt that like there was something just... In my left boot, there was something just a little shorter than the other. Mm-hmm. And um, so I pulled my foot out and reached down in there, and I pulled out a clump of dog hair, like, <laughs> like, what? Like, like matted. And so, what? And so, what I think, and then I checked the right boot, and there was some in the right boot, but not uh, as much as my left boot. It accumulated from and your so, sock. Yeah, yeah. So, my sock, and it's, oh. it's a left foot thing. For some reason, my left foot <laughs> accumulates left foot. more s- dog hair <laughs> that maybe I drag it on more. Do you sleep on the left side of the bed? You are right-footed also. I, I do sleep on the left side of the bed. See, so the dog hair just kind of naturally goes more towards the outside of the wall also. Sure. it'll rest mm-hmm. against it. So sense. as you're dragging your left foot a little more because you're right-footed, you're you're just accumulating a bunch of fucking... But hair. yeah, and then so it goes on my socks and I put my socks in my boots and it just works down toward the toe and it like really... Solidified. Packed, it was wow. a really like <laughs> thick like clump of dog hair down that's in the, my boot and then I pulled it out and I put my foot back in I'm like oh my god that's right there's room in these boots <laughs> I was I was worried my feet were growing but your <laughs> but your boots ended up a little colder no oh. oh, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> I tell you what I it I would say poor little toes cuz I on my left foot I crushed it at work I'm that. yeah and it, like it was the best and worst injury I've ever had how is it the best? Because I can imagine the worst part. Because the picture of it is, is so cool. Do you like gross things? Uh, sometimes, yes. Do you want to see a really cool sure. picture? Okay, <laughs> I guess. There's okay, yeah, right. and also, <laughs> and also like, no, how bad you know, is it? we've brought it up a few times on the show. My toe. I'm not eating, so go for and, it. And um, <laughs> and right. most people are like, no, I don't want to see that shit. But some people do, and they love it. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of it. I'm the proud ones that of it. love it, love it. Let's say that. Like this is, and it's live, so you can hold it down and actually really check out. You the can video. see it. But 3D. this is, I'm telling you, this is just. Woo! Holy moly! That was my toe. I'm telling you, <laughs> it was that was my toe. that was my toe. Yeah. Oh I, my goodness! It just fucking blew it up like a squished grape, man. Yeah, it's, really. That's a 
that's okay. an app description. So what it reminds me of is like, okay, I don't know if anybody else has done this, but I do. You ever uh, microwave a hot dog? Yes. Oh, yeah. And then it the hot dog like ends splits. You're right. It's yeah. splayed. Or when you boil them too long. Yeah. What the hell yep. happened? Either um, I, was, I was just at work and uh, had... I, I'm a mechanic, and so I work on oh, cars. Okay, heavy and shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so I was changing, uh, doing a set of ring, a ring and pinion, which is gears if for anybody. Um, in in a, on a Toyota, and Toyotas are special because they uh, instead of putting everything inside the whole rear end in the truck, you pull out the part that actually holds the gears, and it's its own thing, and they call it a third member mm. or a clamshell, just because that's a, it looks like a clamshell, but um. So they call it a third member and you have to rebuild it, but you put it in a vice and it's kind of awkward and weird and you have to apply a lot of torque to it. So um, in doing that, I had it clamped in a vice and I was sitting there working and I had another table behind me that's on wheels, but kind of a narrow area, probably about this wide actually. And the thing is sitting here and uh, I'm torquing it and the whoa whoa i'm twerking it <laughs> he's twerking it twerking it. <laughs> i was gonna say aaron right. said he was twerking it i'm twerking it no I'm, wonder I, that led to injury yeah yeah, yeah right. um, twerking on the I, I was twerking i was i was twerk torquing right twerking twerking twerk anyways um and it's the 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 actual jaws because i had to have soft jaws in the vice soft jaws yeah that is good i like it um anyways so so it doesn't damage the thing I'm clamping and it spun out because one of the jaws sheared the bolts off and it like just oh. the vice broke and so the thing spun out and I tried to move and it just came down weighed like 85 pounds probably 90 pounds and it just right on the one toe didn't break my shoe it didn't go it didn't like actually puncture in my shoe and so like I thought it just it like squished. clipped it but I didn't think it was bad I really didn't so I was like Walk it off. And so I just set my stuff down and I started walking around, walking it off because I'm a tough guy. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. And, this uh, shit happens sometimes. And then um, I was like, man, it hurts pretty bad. And I was like, everything. And so like, I was using my big toe and like feeling it, right? And like I felt something weird poking in my fucking big toe. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's shit. And so, well, I thought it was my nail came off. I just oh, thought I lost right. the nail and the nail was like in there weird or something. And um, so I take off my boot or my shoe because it wasn't boots. It was shoes. Right. Take off my shoe and I can see the nail and part of my toe sticking up through the sock. Like it had just like compacted the sock down into the wound and like part of it. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, this is bad. And I, and I thought maybe... Jason, like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, this is bad." It and so, was and, bad. And I thought, like, <laughs> it was bad. It was terrible. <laughs> I thought I so. I thought part of it, like, like it just squished part of the meat of the toe, and I was like, "Oh no!" And so then, when I pull the sock off, I can see the it just like fell open, right, and I could see the bone. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it was a bad time." How it was a bad time. It's pretty, surprisingly it's, good. Yeah. Is that together? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I went See. to I went to the ER and uh, um, they put five stitches in it. Oh. What? Just five, just to hold it together. Yeah. Just just basically they and they had to clean it out with a water jet and then they held it together. Wow. And uh, I went home, went and saw a foot specialist the next day or next the Monday. I you know um, missed a few weeks of work, but it was all. 
you know, I was covered under workman's comp and all that good. stuff. But um, it's good. I have like weird spots of like super feeling in parts of uh-huh. the toe and the then other stuff. parts mm-hmm. of n- nothing. My nail doesn't grow back right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's flat and stu- like it's like a box now instead of a toe. <laughs> It's like a weird squished box, and it's flatter that way than it is tall. It's a pancake toe. See, I laugh. <laughs> I laugh because I have fucked up big toes, too. So it's yeah. like yeah. now, like, my bro has fucked up big toes, too. <laughs> so it's like this thing we got now. Sisters. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was like, that was a crazy thing that happened. Oh, it happened man. in August, like, six, seven months ago, so eight oh, months wow. ago, something like that. So it's good. I've never seen a picture like that, so that's... Well, that's that's, that's why man. that's why it's my favorite. No, because like, get to elicit that reaction, but you're like, "Do you want to see something?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like this was me, <laughs> but I had to grab it because I had the air compressor was running, my my stereo was on because I play music in my shop, and sure. and I was the only one back there, and so I couldn't just be like, "Help!" Yeah. He's all alone with a bunch of really loud shit, and he's mm. bleeding. So mm. so I had to grab my toe like this and I just just squoze it together and like poke the no it was this way I grabbed it same side so I could <laughs> hop around and and then I got up and I hopped on one foot with one leg up <laughs> hopping around went oh, over to the compressor turned the compressor off hopped back over turned the radio off sat back down my foot's up like this and I'm holding my toe and I'm just like <sighs> grab the phone uh-huh. called up to the front and I was like um can someone bring me some uh some gauze <laughs> and and uh help <laughs> mm-hmm. click i didn't want to be crazy and like freak them out and be screaming or nothing but yeah it was it was insane steel toed now yeah From now here yeah on out. yeah now i wear steel toe boots yeah yep which i i own they were just in poor shape cuz they were my old pair and they were old i get it and they might not be comfortable i imagine they're heavy and stuff oh yeah yeah they, yeah, they so, suck i mean sneakers are a lot nicer but like yeah. you know well and they were and they were you know oil resistant like how long have you shoes. been a mechanic as long dude. forever right yeah how long have how how many times have you done that never on your toe? once, <laughs> once <laughs> you know I mean? right yeah so you know i mean i have it only takes once that's what everyone says i have 15 years of Both doing it people, but they're right but <laughs> God <yeah. damn> it. <laughs> anyways no let's fucking Fuck. rock this new the song exactly. i'm excited yeah records Pretty ready Suzanne. track three aaron leans in to the record, the needle <laughs> drops in. <laughs> awesome. Hope you like fuzz. That was vicious, I'm sorry. Amazing. Please, please love me. 
lyrics are just so straightforward. sort of the stylistic choices of the time that were like so pretty and then roughs the fuck out of it. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. And like every single word is just like like Poignant. so excruciatingly True. meant. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And I was just a little spaced out. Well, and what you said with the vocals, like yeah. why don't you love me? How they just Well I love how you had you had a wall you had a nice waltz beat of da 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 six. So you had a nice wall six and then he goes why won't yeah, you love me? And so, and so he does. He does like it's a long four-four half note. So it's almost like a half note triplet over a three-four. Yep. In in and so like you, he, it it's a it's a polyrhythm that is so natural that no one really does. Yeah, I love it. No, that was good. And yeah. it just emphasizes uh, all of the emotion behind the song so much more. Yeah. Like well, yeah, it does. you know, because because to me, it could, hearing him just saying, "Why won't you love me?" and then a few words explaining kind of this thing, but back to that idea again. Mm. But, and then he changes it from saying, why won't you love me to why won't. And so it feels like, right. Yeah. And so he goes and, and it actually changes the, almost the context of the words. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. it sounds from, from like a thing, like 
he's just asking a question to like he's almost yelling it or yeah. like in a little more distress just because it's spaced apart like yeah totally you know that's a good point I, it, it was awesome very good first song Remind choice guys. oh man yeah like there's some really good the videos on YouTube too. of them if you ever want to fall down that rabbit hole. Highly recommended. Of the monks watching yes. them play live. Yeah, on German TV. It's um cool. Yeah. So they were around. But w- w- when did this come out? They were the sixties. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what their span was. It might have been. It, I think it was kind of short lived. Actually, I don't we, know tons about them, but we have a wonderful little thing called the internet. We do. Truth. <laughs> God bless it. God. Bless. God bless the internet. the internet. The monks. Let's get a little bit of the monks. It's pretty um pretty hardcore hair dude I'll commit to as oh, band. Yeah. I mean I feel like uh, uh, you know, um I've never been in a band that like required people to look the same or like wear outfits or anything like that. Um uh, although I kinda would have been into that, but this whole shaving uh, the top of the head thing was yeah, that's, commitment. That's <laughs> insane. I'm gonna try and find a larger yeah. picture of them, but you can see they just you just like have to wear sunscreen all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you no. Now here, I bet it gets tan as the rest of their face, right? Yeah, um, it probably does. So they joined in 1964. Mm-hmm. 64 to 67. Yeah, oh like wow, they were years. only around three years. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it was just like while they were like in active service or whatever. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I like them for a lot of different reasons. Actually, I like the Love simplicity it. of the mm-hmm. music too. Like Ditto. you were saying, like. You know, not a whole lot of lyrics and different lyrics, but there was expression and feeling in them. And then, but with the music, like there was parts that everyone was, I mean, it was definitely synced in that, you know, that waltz was so strong, but they had like parts where different instruments were like, you know, quieter, but playing crazy notes. Oh, I know. So the organ solo in there is just like, what is happening? So so this was the only (laughs) actual album they released. Yeah, maybe. I, I really, I'm not positive, but mm-hmm. that would make sense. I think it's just a collection of all their active recordings that they were able to find. They became... No, that's awesome, actually. Five. Uh, so they had a, a compilation album, Five mm. Upstart Americans. Wow. Sounds about right. Five Upstart Americans. What that. a name for an album. <laughs> yeah, there's something like really like... Zach Zachariah. That's it. That's his name. Zach Zachariah. It's a hell of a name. Isn't it? (laughs) It is. That's the singer's name. That's my name. Drove it home. Yeah. They release a black monk time. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Very crazy. Yeah. They're really, they're really cool. They have another one that's, um, I mean, on the same album that I I thought about bringing that's like the chorus. I I feel like these are just these universal themes. Like everybody Uh has thought, you know, like someone has, you've always, Everyone has pined after somebody and been like, you know, yeah. that unrequited love. Like, why Absolutely. don't you love me? Uh, and then they have another song that's like, um, I hate you. I hate you. But call me. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. like another total, you oh, know, man. Especially nowadays. That, they have that. Yeah. Uh, but it would be text me. <laughs> totally. Right. Yeah. I am me. Yeah. Booty, booty call me. Yeah. No, nah, that's bad. <laughs> but, but, but still. Everyone gets it. Yeah. Totally. That's funny, though. But back in that day. Yeah, totally. There's just something raw about it that I I dig. Yeah, cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, so these guys, this, you know, that's some old music. Check them out. Learn something. I like a lot of old music. Learn something. Um, yeah. So you had uh, kind of alluded earlier. Um, you know, told us you grew up in in 
hippie town texas and poetry, um, poetry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and and so singing was always kind of your thing from the beginning right was yeah. that it was just vocals yeah i i mean um so i grew up you know singing harmony with my family around the campfire or whatever and um would just i've always been kind of um kind of a loner honestly so i'd like walk around the woods like in poetry texas with like my dog like singing little songs and like making up little songs or whatever and then <laughs> that's great yeah it was fun i loved it mm-hmm. and then we moved um kind of to a more suburban area but um my very first band which wasn't even really a band uh was just me and this other girl and we would like sing together and we were called forever pink and um forever pink. yeah i think that was like third grade roughly or something <laughs> like that yeah you're like, allowed my to call first <laughs> band my first yeah. band kind of third yeah. grade it wasn't my first really, band. you know what i was really you know band. what i was and doing also, in third grade it, i had no idea that i was even going to be a musician in third grade i had musician parents third grade for me was like teenage <laughs> mutant ninja turtles yes. dinosaurs mm-hmm. um and building tree forts nice i got my first kiss in third grade that Damn. was like a real kiss if oh, yeah. you want to call a third grade kiss a real kiss. <laughs> oh, no, but no. at the time. They are real but kisses. But they are was, real kisses. Yeah, of course. No music on my brain in three in third grade. I Mine mine was in second grade. Oh. And it was a... Kisses? F- oh, yeah. Oh, wow. it was It was a real kiss. Like, it was a, it was like a makeout. Time? She was a third grader. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Older lady. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. She I'm sorry. Experience. I was in first. I was in first grade. She was in second grade. Oh, that's what it was. Cradle I was in first robbing. grade. I was seven. I, I was. I turned. I turned. It was my seventh birthday party, and I had a crush on this girl. We had met. Um, we had met on the playground. Oh, I've heard this one. We've met on. <laughs> we've we met on the playground, and she was standing up on top of the big toy, and that the what we called the big toy was like you know the jungle gym things oh, with the yeah. wood and the okay. logs. Big toy is like, a great name for that. Yeah, anyway. dude. And okay, you know <laughs> this so you is have what's like, so crazy. You have the, the view bubble and the sight and the slide yeah. down, and then no you can one monkey in the states, down. dude. The Lux version, <laughs> right? Yeah. Alaska, the big toy. That was what was we called toy. our jungle, or like our the main our jungle gym. Because equipment. then you had because you always in the playgrounds you always had slides elsewhere too you always had a set of swings elsewhere too you always had a set of monkey bars the merry-go-round maybe some like you know half dome climbing thing um there was all oh and then remember the remember the s shaped sliders with the yellow handles where you hung from them by your hands and, oh, sh- I do. Sh- and yeah. you had to slide across so you know we had okay. one of those yeah. um but Haven't then there seen was those in forever no, no but I'm then there was the big toy and that was like the coolest one. And you could climb up to the top and there was this little like pirate stand. Like if you imagine you're a ship lookout up on the mast. Yeah. And, uh, of course. And she was standing up there. She was standing up there. No shit. Oh, and she's wow. singing the song about love. And I walk up and I'm like, oh, who is this girl singing to me right now? And she wasn't fucking singing to me. But, <laughs> but it was like, for me, love at first sight. And I was like, That's oh amazing. my gosh. And turns out my mom knew her dad because a small town or something like that and like i had i went over to her house one time but it wasn't for like you invited her to your birthday party yeah okay. so 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 and then <laughs> one day so like we kind of like started talking and we'd see each other in the hallway and stuff Grand first grade and she's second grade so it's nothing like crazy or anything but then one day we're coming back in from recess this is the big one this is what settled it we're coming back in from <laughs> recess and all the all the yard 
the yard people, the guard duty duties, uh, the duties. Did see they were, this is what's fucking did you call crazy. Them duties, that's pretty yes. good. because they were on duty, duty yeah, so no, they were it the makes duties. Sense. That the, is a perfect kid joke. The fucking <laughs> the verbiage, dude. Yeah. This is what's so crazy is I have one other person that understands, but anyone I tell these stories to, like, yeah, they just you know the duties. And I'm sure you guys had names for your own things. But like, yeah, the lower forty-eight, or like, you know, the states. Alaska was just a different animal, yeah, dude. Man. We had nicknames for fucking everything. Yep, yep. Duties. So the duties were calling in. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good, and they they were telling everybody to go back in and check in. And this girl runs up to, and her she runs up to me and she grabs me by the arm and she goes under the portable now. And there was one one of the portables oh. and oh. and the it had a front porch on it. And you could crawl underneath the bottom of the sides and hide underneath the fucking staircase of one of the portables. And, and make out. <laughs> well, he she, knew that before he was invited by a girl. Well, I, I knew you I could hide. I knew you, you were could hide. Oh yeah, you could hide under no there. I, I knew uh, you could okay. hide under there, but she also knew, and it blew me away that she knew. I thought uh, it, I thought it was a boy thing. Yeah. Right. That's when he knew it was and, really and, love. And she hung, and she goes, okay, I think everybody's gone. And we're sitting in there, and she goes, close your eyes. And, of course, I closed my eyes, and she kissed me on the cheek the first time. And then she ran away, and then I couldn't – she was already gone. And so I was like, oh, I'm inviting this girl to my birthday party. Oh. So my seventh birthday party, I invited her over. We had pinned the tail on the tiger because I didn't want to draw a donkey. I could, I, tigers were <laughs> fucking cooler. So it was I the, love that about you. So it was pin the tail, get, it was pin the tail on the tiger. And uh, other stuff like that. And then it started snowing. And so we went outside to play, put on our fucking snowsuits and all that shit. And, uh, Michelin man. And because we lived in a small like kind of fishing town, we had buoys like you see out in the water, the big orange buoys. We had those for swings. Oh, cool. And so we had big lead line tie them up to beams or trees. And oh, yeah. You could get up and swing on. And they were fucking huge. So you could fit like three people on one. And you just had to cross your legs over each other around the fucking rope in the middle double buoy and so so me and her got on this fucking buoy and we're swinging and laughing and it's fucking snowing and we're the only ones outside she's a year older than me it's great she tackles me off of the fucking thing and just makes out with me nice for my birthday two weeks later she moves oh never saw her again <gasps> still though happy birthday yeah happy <laughs> seventh yeah, birthday. birthday that's fucking awesome that's so nice. third grade, your first band. I'm still jealous Something, about that. I mean, you can't really call first it a band. First group where you're working yeah, with somebody first else. First group that actively thinking about music. I like. So could she sing too? Yeah. Good. Her name was Meredith. Um, Do you we, still contact each other? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Have you ever tried? No. But you want to now. No. Why? <laughs> She's like, I'm so over her. Yeah, right. Forget Meredith. No, I'm just kidding. It'd no. be funny. Live on the podcast. We have her. No, I'm just kidding. No, not Meredith, happening. hello. Um, yeah, no, it was just, we like to sing, and so we like sang together, and I think we only got together like a few times and had practice, quote unquote, or whatever, but, um, but yeah, I, I always loved singing. Uh, did it all throughout, you know, choir and all that sort of stuff, and then Re and all the school yeah, choirs. Totally. Did you do like swing choir and stuff like that too, or we just didn't normal, have like... swing choir? Uh, we had jazz choir though, which oh, sounds cool. similar. Yeah. Um, and then I went to I auditioned for uh, an arts magnet school in Dallas, um, which you had to like actually be like in the county or like pay and. My family was poor and was like, uh, yeah. had just like declared bankruptcy and stuff. So like, my family actually like 
moved into Dallas County proper into a little bitty apartment, which is like an amazing sacrifice that they did for me so that I could go to school at the Arts Magnet when I got in um, wow. and, and as a how, sophomore. Oh, so in high school. So like yeah. you're like 16, Yeah, 15. I was I was 14 or 15, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I had, they were kind of um, strict That's about awesome. like if what particular area you were going into. So I could have gone into music or theater or visual arts or whatever, um, and I decided to go into theater because um, I actually got I had an incident where I got really scared doing like a competition, like a vocal competition, gotcha. and I got like a B, and I hated it like oh. so much, and um, felt like I'd let everybody down, and like, uh. and uh, when you sing, if you get stage fright, you know that's your instrument. So of oh, yeah. course, yeah, you know that really hits you. Yeah, uh, and I get stage fright pretty badly right. actually. Yeah, still today. Um, yeah, I mean, less so, but, um, but it's still there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely It depends still on there. what you're getting ready for, probably. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so I just decided, I was like, well, I can act and, um, it doesn't matter if like I, I get those sort of butterflies or whatever, I can kind of act through it. But if I'm singing, I mean, it's just like, it's super obvious. I just, it's all it's out there. It's your diaphragm. It's your control. Exactly. It's everything. Exactly. So I... I guess I chose the path of least resistance or whatever. And um, that and no one in my family was like a theater person. And so I was like, cool, this can be like my thing. What's your favorite yeah. play? Um, ooh, that's hard. Probably Waiting for Godot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Sam Shepard. I like I like the weirdos. I mean, just like my musical taste. I, yeah. I tend towards the, the absurd and strange. Sure. Yeah, totally. Um, and then I started going to playwriting and that was like more my focus because uh, I liked being an actor, but I really wanted to be part of like the storytelling and like the creation of the worlds and all that sort of stuff. And um ended up like winning a competition uh, for playwriting and then So you did you you actually wrote a play? I did, yeah. I've written a few plays and um I won the like Texas Young Playwrights Festival thing oh, when I was wow. like sixteen and oh, so you're like playing it down way you're more. You're like a prodigy. You're, you're like really <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, she I haven't written. Much, I haven't okay. written a play in like. Take note. She's, down she's like years. everything. She's like I'm Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna tell anybody I'm Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm, I'm telling ben everybody Kenobi from the hills. No, 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 no. She's like I'm Jar Jar Binks, but she's really Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not really. Ben. No, I, okay, so, great. so, so, Always I, I, I want to kind of. The the whole playwriting thing is is yeah. really interesting to me. It's related to songs. I've always loved writing, and I've mm-hmm. but I was always more interested in writing a book yeah. than a movie. And I actually have a book that I haven't touched in a few years now. But Dude, writing a book, book, I know, I know, I know. And it's just a it when I started writing it, the cra- I just it was a. <laughs> I love how Aaron. Okay, guys, you're I, not here watching, but Aaron just instantly just starts fidgeting with the cord, <laughs> like the mic cord, and starts like twisting his little foot out, and he's like, "I got this book." <laughs> I love that, and I've uh, heard some, and it's I cool. I don't know something happened um, to it. What happened, Aaron? I I got scared of it. Understood. I got scared of it because it became bigger than I thought it was going to be. Right. Once I started actually writing it and having to develop things more than just my initial idea for it, mm-hmm. it got big. Books are uh, daunting. I it's can't a fiction, and it's fictional. So yeah. you know, I mean, I, and that's what kind of was imagined. Like, so how? 
when you say you wrote a play, is it like a 20 minute play or is it like a, it was a one act. Yeah. It was 20. So it was a one act play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well that, that particular play was, I typically did shorter form stuff. Like I think two acts was like the longest that I'd ever done. But yeah, I went to, I went to, I moved to New York. Um, and I was at actual, how old? Uh, 18. Oh, so like right, right out of high school. Yeah, totally. And, um, was there and was like a playwright and all that sort of stuff. And then I like kind of realized Did you want to do Broadway. Was that like your thing? I wanted to do, no, I wanted to do like weird, like off, off, Broadway. off Broadway, like whatever. But, um, I sort of came to a, a decision at some point where I thought that like theater either had to evolve, um, or it was going to die because it wasn't really keeping up with like the modern society. You know what I'm saying? It was too slow. It like, it wasn't taking uh. advantage of, you know, which is not to say that like theater can't um, evolve. And I think it has what, been. If you don't mind me asking, what year was this? Uh, 2000. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right in there. Yeah. Um, so were you in New York when, tri- when 9-11 happened? No. Okay. I'd gone home right before that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, I got really disillusioned with theater and um, decided that I didn't want to pursue it any longer. Went back home to Texas and uh, didn't want to be a waitress anymore. So I uh, I basically took like a computer test that my brothers told me about and got hired at Microsoft and then started like a huge career in like computers and stuff. So this whole time you were doing... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I know, I know. There's hey, like say, a, hey, I think I think you're like, I know how to fly ships. Also, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> like, like uh, so this whole time you're doing theater and music and all this stuff you're doing are you also like keeping up with computer tech on your off time to be able to pass this computer test and just go microsoft go no i kind of just faked it i gave myself two weeks to learn how to type and like be able to bs my way through this test that they take that you you know to basically prove that you can do this thing and so i did that and um yeah, and just got it kind of got thrown into the fire, and that's how you learn, you know. So I've like blasted people's email accounts. I've like ruined people's lives, like through tech, through technical support. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a very rough um, sort you of just beginning made your stage. Way right into it, you're just like, I did. I'm gonna fucking push yeah. my way in here and get that. Well, good I for just you. you know trial by fire. That's kind of how I live my life. I've I've been in a million scenarios where I didn't have the expertise to do it, but I just sort of trusted that I'd be able to figure it out. Totally, and, and I have so that's good yeah hell yeah keep trying to do that yeah yeah and still so and like i bet you hold that same thing today with oh yeah anything you do huh sure yeah with the with with your new game coming out yeah well, can you this tell is, us anything about it sure um so this is actually my first it's not my first game i've i've delivered art and, and stuff for other games but this will be my first like what, can you just kind of give a breakdown of maybe yeah. some things that people could see you on or what you've done yeah so in my interactive stuff you mean yeah just like whatever okay well i um i designed the um i worked for highlights uh for kids the oh. kids magazine for yeah like highlights three years Fuck yeah or so. yeah, yeah actually I, i've heard of that i designed I, I got the, highlights. Hidden, the hidden pictures app yeah 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 oh so on the phone the yeah hidden on, pictures the phone, on the phone I, yeah i designed the app for that and then um amazing he, i love hidden pictures I, that was amazing. like yeah that was such yeah. a like full circle moment for me cause I, I bet it was i got highlights yeah. in the mail that was like totally. that was when i was a kid and we'd go check the mailbox we had our one you know mm-hmm. open box 722 it was exciting and uh yeah well my mom worked at a dentist office when you were growing up so um i went to dentist office while i was growing up there was always <laughs> highlights in the dentist there office. Was. yeah so i just checked them out there but i hate when people would circle them in pen 
Oh, I know. They ruined it. And then go, oh, go to the dentist's yeah. office Shit. and they'd be I like, know. what the fuck? I, know, I wanted I to learn this myself. It's like, and you already exactly. We don't know who you are. We do, we're not a proud of you for doing that. Yeah. Seems kind of selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, I did that and um, I've, you know, I've built a bunch of websites or whatever, but um, this is my first like game company that I'm working for, like proper. And um, the game is, it's called ELU and um, ILU and it's about light. So it's a light puzzle and you're, <sighs> you're an astronaut. <laughs> oh, fuck Yes. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna so play this. There's shit. there's a reason that oh. we named it a journey through time and stuff because it's right? a, it's like oh, nice. like uh, space science oh, cosmology astrophysics. Like me and him are just super nerds on I fucking space own a star. He owns Not a star. Really. I named a star. He oh, named nice. he he paid for and named a fucking star. I thought about doing that it's or silly, like getting but... like an acre on the moon or whatever. Man, yeah. light is badass. The thing on the moon is that that <laughs> is seems that, that seems way more of a scam than a star. Totally. Right? Because if you name a star, all of science observes the fact that that, that star is now named this thing. You've mm-hmm. paid for the name of a thing. So forever, anybody else has to call it that name now. Like, you've named a star. That's legit. It's not just like, That's it sweet. doesn't exist. If it's you buy only an, 327 light years away, damn you it. Buy but an, it's out there. <laughs> but if you buy an acre on the moon, I've seen it too. It's like, it's, silly. it's like no one actually owns that property exactly. to begin with. Right. And so this person that's selling you an acre is just saying that they have an acre to sell. They're just printing you a certificate. That's all it that's is. Like, that's like saying, yeah. hey, I'm going to buy an acre of Mount Everest. Right. No, and you're really not. Like, that. you know, you get a certificate. But if the day comes where we go to the moon, mm-hmm. and which is not far fucking off. Correct. And, you know, we build a little city in a lava tube or whatever, and we're like there, and we have an outpost for Earth to go to Mars, like whatever it becomes. Your acre, your paper with your acre of Mars, you're like, hey, you guys are building on my. They're like, what the fuck is <laughs> they, like, that? Grab it and rip it in half, and they're wipe, like, wipe their ass with you're it. You're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. You bought that from who? Yeah. So like, that's my thing. I, I, I've, I've thought about it before too. I'm just yeah. like, God, oh, yeah. no one actually owns the moon. But oh. naming a star is legit as shit. Is. I, yeah, we had to register. What did it. you name it? I named it to infinity and beyond. Nice a phrase. I like it. Rather, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. No, it's perfect. But, but it's more than just from yeah, Toy Story. Yeah, it's me and my wife's vowels too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they, Sweet. you know, they told nice. each other to that. That's very nice. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> beer break. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um. But yeah. So the the basic premise of the game is you're you are a uh, galactic explorer, and you're in the. <laughs> darkest corners of the universe um, where these planets have lost their star mothers and you're bringing these globes of light and you basically trigger terraforming by by solving these like light puzzles and um, yeah and then you get to collect the planets and there's like and um, you start building systems and things like that and- yeah yeah we have plans for you know beyond 1.0 like once we get it out the oh, door yeah. or Dude, that seems like have such you beta a- tested already Yes, we have been playtesting a ton. We're about to enter our actual beta where we release it in, um, I think we're going to like Canada first or something, but. Oh, yeah. Um, you're like, yeah. you're like, I've already got all the power ups. <laughs> you're like, 
when this game releases, you guys I will started. be number one for months. Yeah. <laughs> my crystal like payload is pretty enormous at this point. I but, love it. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Um, oh my god. But yeah, it was really. It's been really fun. It's been super educational. I mean, I was able to. It was really fun to. I, I think you're you're an artist too, right? You're a drawer. Yeah. Okay. I, I draw. Well, I got this opportunity to like make up all these like alien like life forms and stuff, which uh. was so fun. And you know, they're all based on geometry and the Fibonacci sequence, and you know, they're um, they're balanced and refined and minimal. I mean, it's kind of with my music too. It's all composition, right? One point six one eight, right. man. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the golden rectangle. That's it. But. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to for the last like two years. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I spent quite a bit of time doing Fibonacci stuff, and um, it's inherently and, and beautiful. It is, and 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 scaling it to art, and I draw, and I actually have a this. Yeah, I made this, and this was our album cover. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's hand. That's all hand drawn. Damn. And that's, that has a lot of detail for hand drawing. Yeah, and that that's all the little people. That's that's scaled to Fibonacci as close as I could get it Love hand it. drawing. That's great. Even the people tried to. That is a lot of calculation. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, it's the circle size was pretty easy to scale down. Yeah, sure. Because I would just I would start here with head size that way, and as I moved, I would I would measure an inch mm -hmm. what at an inch the new scale right. size would be, and then I would just model varying sizes around that mm -hmm. you know make people look sense. taller and shorter and but yeah all i mean the inherent beauty in nature is like so fascinating to me and mm. it was uh it was so much fun to just like make up weird life shit. forms yeah the plants and and that yeah. sort of stuff so um yeah and it's all very um it's highly designed sort of minimalism um uh, aesthetically so so it's, it's as much detail as you could with as little work, like line work as possible, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like, um, I'll just have to show you guys, I guess. Beautiful. You know, yeah. Or whatever, you guys can play it. But um, yeah, so I'm excited for that to come out. And um, I'm an animator and um, I do, I, I just love, I love art, kind that's, of art yeah, work, yeah, general. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Blanket statement. That is one thing I cannot do, dude. I cannot fucking draw. I cannot uh, anything, man. Paint. I Musician, mean, I, though. Yeah, yeah. That's I'd sweet. say that's my only, like, really creative outlet is, like, I can play, you know, a couple different instruments and, you know, do that. But And sing your fucking ass off. But, yeah. But as far as, like, <laughs> drawing, I'd say that's completely He's good. Different. I bet. He's good. Ah, He's good. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> well, got him. Like that's yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember how you're making fun of me talking about my book. The same, he just did the same. Yeah, thing. Oh, same manners. Good. I know, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start <laughs> twisting my cord around my finger. Yep. That's awesome. Um, drawing little circles with your toe. That's awesome. So I, so when you animate, I have a question because I just learned something about myself. I brought up in the last podcast. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it, but I think I think I heard this. Continue. Oh, about my I don't have an inability to to internally visualize things. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. So do you have a, a very good one of those? That is like my main <laughs> form of entertainment. <laughs> like really that, yeah. visualizing in in your internally. Head. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big imagination person. So when when was, that's what I was going to ask is me. when you were going to make did you just spend a lot of time in your head visualizing what the 
aliens or what what the other things might look like before you went to paper to to it or do you do your hmm. your finalizing of your images on paper and tweak them with your head because uh, from both is what i'd say uh i tend to like if i'm working on a big project i think about it all the time and yeah. i'll be laying in bed and i'll be like drifting off to sleep and kind of letting my brain do some of that work you know like internal just, like, internal modeling and things like that totally and okay. um but also i i kind of just riff on paper a little bit where i just like get whatever's happening i kind of let my body take over sometimes um, and then from that, I try really hard to separate like the creative process from the editing process. So I just like, sure. bleh, you know, like brainstorm onto a piece of paper yeah. and then edit later. Okay. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. So you, will you because do like many reformed vi versions of the same thing? Redraw oh, them? God, redraw, yes. redraw, 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 redraw. Yes. So many iterations. What's uh, crazy is I, d when like that was the f piece of paper that I drew it on. That's not the final product. That's like how it came out and so like i can't visualize them in my head but what i can do is make lists of characterization like it's fascinating like me. like so i know that i want some like that for that for instance i know i wanted buildings going down and i knew that they had to be you know i've taken a lot of drawing classes and stuff like that and so i have a pretty good concept of um um, like observer's point of view and 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 um, making everything look diminishing and and um, mm -hmm. and you know so I I can get I can do that but I can't like before I started drawing it I didn't have an idea of what it would look like I just knew that I wanted buildings to look like certain character like I wanted certain aspects in that building and so I would draw it for literally seeing the image of it for the first time. But I already knew everything about the stuff I was going to draw, how I wanted it to look, wow. is if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I can't, um, it's difficult for me to imagine that. And that's like fascinating. I bet you come up with like totally different stuff from other people. That's neat. Well, and but that, that also makes me like when you're talking about making up, uh, you know, you, designing life forms and designing, you know, things like that, like to, to think. Because for me, that is all harder than drawing a scene on the street with real things. Because right. you're now having to fa like literally mentally fabricate something, and um, f I can't. Like I'm trying in my head to think of aspects of something that I would want to draw that doesn't look like other things, mm -hmm. and I can't just start making ideas of something pop in my head. I have to like try and think of like what the head would look like. But it has to be aspects of it that are different than other things. And like, so I have to break them down to like how they look compared to things that I have already internalized models of how they look. So I actually use some methodology that's similar to that, which is where I um, created sort of like a list of like various characteristics that different life forms had. And then I kind of jumbled them together and created fusions, you know, and like that's boggle. what made gotcha. something new, you know, like that's you're using something familiar and okay. then you're like riffing on it um, wow. by but, combining but, a couple of different things. But So that makes me think of like, so in your head, because you can intern, you can model internally. Do you then like have an image of stuff and you're like, eh, the arm, the and the arms need to be different. And like you pop on new <laughs> arms in your head. She probably could. Like this I don't know. Rotates and like you're just like changing this thing is or 
because I'm, I'm fascinated now on seeing how people internally model things. So like, it's more like a dream for me if I'm actually in that, okay. that like flow okay. state or whatever of like, like letting my brain do whatever it does. It's a very like free thing. It's not like a, mm. it's not typically very um, directed. It can okay. be, okay. it can be, I can kind of do that, but like it works a lot better if I just kind of let it like fuck off by itself. <laughs> Beautiful. No, I love that. That's it. Okay. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. It's That's like awesome. Riding a wave. That's so. So do you translate that then to music? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I think composition of all sorts is the same. You know, it's okay. about creating balance and tension. Yeah. And release and. Um, uh, so, you know, visually that's through color and texture and line and shape and all that good stuff. And then with music, it's, um, you know, frequency and, uh, rhythm and all that. So I can stuff. hear music in my head. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of musicians can actually sit there and pretty much internally audibly hear music in their oh, head. Yeah. I always have a soundtrack going on yeah. in my head. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. Often whatever I'm writing or like whatever I've been like practicing on guitar or whatever. Yeah. 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 If, if I'm not listening to music or a podcast, like the, when, uh, the only time, honestly, the only time I don't have music in my head is when I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. And I think that's why I like it so yeah, much. Yeah, totally. Because then it takes away all other noise, but voices and you get to like concentrate on people because man, I'll I'll be sitting around the house here with everybody, and I'll have a song in my head, mm-hmm. and someone will say something, and the song in my head's louder than the incoming, and I'm like, oh, you said something, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're ignoring me. And it's like, well, I can't shut it off. Mm-hmm. You know? Does it happen in oh, your yeah. dreams too? My Music songs in my follow, dreams follow me in my dreams. Yeah. yeah, I don't dream. Well, I know I dream because obviously everyone dreams, but I don't know. remember. <clears throat> I can't remember shit about my dreams. Every single morning I wake up and it's a blank slate. Get a little animal to like wake you up all the time. <laughs> It'll really help you retain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my. I don't know yeah. why. That's you know that's weird, but you have a very good imagination when you're awake. And a lot of times people, people who have very active imaginations and use them a lot during the day, don't retain a lot of the information from their REM cycles. So, you know, I remember a lot of my dreams when I wake up, but they fade super fast. Totally. Like they're gone five minutes. They're, they're done. Yeah. That's super interesting though. They're pretty neat. I feel like dreams. I don't know. There's a lot of different, there's just so many. Do you have very vivid dreams? (laughs) sure yeah i actually have sequential dreams where same story multiple nights um yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, different parts of the same story that happen multiple nights but they're actually separated by like years which is wow yeah and i've had a couple reoccurring dreams um, although i haven't in a super duper long time but um i used uh, to have i used to have one reoccurring dream and then i I was the only dream i remember and it like and now i don't remember any dreams yeah. I'm curious I, what those are for you guys. Okay. <laughs> what, what, Let's do uh, it. Uh, we'll do it. They, in, it'd be in just interesting okay, to sure. see how In just a second. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but when I have sequential dreams too, but they're always like night after night after night. And then the story will end. Whatever it is will end in my dreams. And then I won't have that dream anymore. But I it will be a. That. It will be like watching episodes of a show yeah. and I back to back. And then you binge through it and it's done. That's how my brain works when I when mm-hmm. I dream long dreams but all of my dreams are super vivid and sometimes 
depending on how much weed I smoke before going to bed. <laughs> it does make a difference. Um, it probably does. It, 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 depending on, and I found out the 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 farther away, um, the farther away from bed that I, I I smoked for the last time, the more often I have a chance to actually have lucid dreaming, and and which I don't like a lot because it's really disorienting i've experimented with it loose with lucid dreaming yeah. yeah me too um and i don't like it so i always make sure i just have like a good fucking hit right before right before bed so that because mm. i'll dream no matter what mm. but i just don't want the chance that i will realize i'm dreaming to come out i don't want yeah. to like Understood. go to go oh fuck i'm dreaming okay well now i'm <laughs> i'm because like, what, what happens in I my head like thought, well, I mean. well, hey you have you that's it you have a conscious thought but it kind of takes you out it'd be like being on vacation in hawaii and you're having a wonderful full time and then you realize your fish died like like someone texts you hey man bad news or like i borrowed your car for the day because i'm watching your place and it broke down and then you're like on vacation but all of a sudden there's something back home that just mm. like ruins your time takes you away that's right. al- that's almost it's like, an like anchor. That that's almost like yeah. what lucid dreaming is for me, um, is like ruining the actual. That the, sounds the, like a song ruining title. the time that I actually get on vacation from my brain. Yeah. In lucid time, you know, dreaming is a great vacation. It is. Um, okay, dreams. The simplest were, dr- vacation. The dreams we remember is that what it is? Dreams. Uh, sure. What's yours? Go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll try to make it succinct. So I'm sick. I'm a little kid. And I uh, keep going back to my bedroom to lay down. And my mom, I'll walk into the living room. People are watching Starman, uh, like the movie. And she's yeah. like, she's like, go, to, yeah. go back to bed. And so I go back to bed. And then I do that. And then when I go back to bed, there's a leprechaun on my bed. And um, he's got a checkerboard and starts talking to me. And I can tell that he's tricky and like whatever, and uh, we talk a little bit, and then I go back to check on the people watching Starman, and I come back to my room, and everything is stolen. Everything from my room has been absconded with by this leprechaun, as far as I know, but I look under my bed, um, there's just a mattress left, and there's a writhing bag, and so I pick the bag up from underneath the bed, put it on top of my bed. I open it up. It's tons of tiny, tiny little people, like three or four inches tall. And they're like, you stole our gold. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't steal anything. And they're like, it must have been the leprechaun. And I was like, yes, it must have been. And um, and so then it cuts to something that makes no sense, but I'll just go ahead and tell you. Uh, it cuts to my elementary school, which is how old I was when this was happening. Uh-huh. And I'm running, and there is a person in a full-body suit that is entirely black that looks kind of like Spider-Man, but just all black. And I've got the bag of little people, and I'm trying to save them from this guy that's trying to steal them. And uh, the very last frame is I basically skid underneath one of the cafeteria tables, and it hits me on the head and knocks me out, and that's the end. Whoa. And so you had this dream when you were a little kid? Yeah. And then how long did it reoccur? Um... Maybe five years, something like that. Haven't had a really long time, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's a lot. That's an insane good. That's a good brain story, man. Yeah, yeah. That's so, good. Anyway, that's mine. Yeah, dude, yours is like super in detail too. Like I had, <laughs> so I I remember why I think I had this dream. Um, the, your reoccurring dream. My reoccurring dream. Yeah, I uh, 
there was a robbery in my neighborhood when mm. I was younger, and um, and it was a new neighborhood. We had just moved, you know, just a couple weeks before, and uh, for some reason, my brain decided to translate like robbery into pirates. So I had this like Jason's new bedroom house in the seven seas, and it was like. <laughs> You know, this big, like, retailing of these thieves in my house. And then that dream re... I Okay, so we only lived in that house for, like, two months, probably. Um, we were trying to, like, settle on, you know, closing out the deal for the house, but it just, like, didn't work out or whatever. Mm. So, like, we lived there for a couple months, but then we went back to, you know, another house. And um, I changed schools again, which was, you know, fine. Um because I didn't really like the school. <laughs> but anyways, so I had this reoccurring pirate dream for a couple years of just like fucking thieving. And then I and then one night I randomly had a dream of my sister um getting in a car wreck and like she we both ended up getting ejected from the freaking backseat of the car and instantaneously we jumped on sleds so it was like it wasn't like oh my god you died in this horrible wreck it was like okay now you're both on sleds transition yeah and it was this weird like horrible thing but my sister ended up dying in it um after the sled wow (laughs) but not but not from the the wreck of the car or anything so yeah and then that i don't know i haven't had dreams since (laughs) <laughs> as weird as that sounds take melatonin i woke up that actually makes people remember yeah dreams. melatonin yeah. Mm-hmm. yep yeah maybe i don't get that <laughs> <laughs> you could your body could just underproduce it it's true so it happens um it's like a signal when the sun sets uh mm. for like bedtime it's like your your bedtime yeah. cue from your brain i have my phone set oh. to change the color of the screen contrast oh iPhones have an ability to change the color of the screen to nighttime mode, mm-hmm. and it actually makes them oranges instead of whites, and oh. it it lets you, even though you're indoors, it seems like the sun's setting on your phone because most people spend the last hours of their day looking at it. That's true. So anytime I pull it up because I'm sitting there and I want to see something. that's so weird that that's a thing, but mm-hmm. it does sound like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. And it just It just lets, it just lets your brain go, oh, hey, the, it's nighttime. Huh. Yeah, your circadian rhythms um, and all that sort of good stuff uh-huh. was influenced by it, yeah. Yep. Yeah, crazy stuff. My dream is... I was, I'm a little, I'm, I've had this dream forever. I still have it sometimes. I haven't oh, had yeah. it in a few years, but I have it sometimes. And I'm a little boy and, uh, I lived in, we lived in a trailer when I was a kid, um, for almost my whole life. Um, and I slept in a lean to attached to the side of the single wide. And, um, so I was the only bedroom in that side and everybody else was in the trailer and I remember I wake up in my dream, I wake up, I'm hearing a noise and I go out into the kitchen, which is at the very front of the trailer. And we have a window, a double pane window that like flaps open, mm-hmm. both ver- horizontally, you know, hot dog style um, for, those who, <laughs> for those for those who couldn't see my hands. <laughs> um, I love it. And uh, or maybe that's hamburger style. Hot dog style might be like this. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't Any. know they had names like that. No, it depends. That's on, how you it, fold the paper. No, it depends on the oh. size of the flap. Maybe. So your normal paper is like eight by 11. 
So if you fold it the long ways, then it's, it's hot dog. No, if you fold, hamburger. no, no, it's if you hamburger. Make it, if you make it, because it's two patties. If you fold it in half. Oh, if you fold it in half, the thick long wise, ways. Yeah, the long but ways. If you, but if you fold well, it in half, no, the no. short. If it you would fold be the short way. If you fold the short side. Yeah, if you fold the short then side, it's hot dog. It's hot dog. dog. If you fold the long side, it's hamburger. Where, yes. Where do these? These um, are Alaskan labels. terms. These are weird okay, Alaskan I was things. gonna guess. This is this is the same people <laughs> that made duties calling calling the uh, uh, <laughs> hamburger and hot dog. Hamburger and hot dog style. Do you remember hot dog days? And we called hot dog days when every single person showed up in class when there was no absences. Yeah, yeah, they were hot dog days. Yep. Wow. Yeah, weird shit. I we didn't it. we didn't get hot dogs. I just called them a hot dog day. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know why. why. A little gift. Um, little but uh, fuck. Anyway, so I come out. I come out into my my. And anyway, so we had this window in the front. And the the la- the the mechanism that you like usually twist a handle and it like mm-hmm. opens them that was broken, and that was how our cats came in and out of the house, and so it was right over the front kitchen sink, and we had a a board that was leaning against the thing right under the windows, and so the cats would run up the board with their noses, pick open the thing, and come inside, and then it would slam shut again, and they were heavy, but that's how our cats went in and out. Big cats, big wow. cats. Okay, like they were Alaskan huge cats. cats. Tigers. Um, yeah, my <laughs> yeah. Our, our biggest one. His name was Tigger, oh, which is funny. Um, but he was a he was a striped, good looking big cat. I mean, he was eighteen pounds. <laughs> good looking. Wow. But but That's like not, the size of my dog. Yeah, but not fat. Like yeah, yeah. like not he. I mean, he would he would bring home full size birds and I mean I mean wow. grouse, not birds. I just grouse, gotta point out, you Jack sound, You sounded like your dad. When you said that, oh, I probably did. How about the cat, okay, we were like, yeah. it's a big, good-looking, good-looking cat. cat. <laughs> that um, was so but bad. anyway, so <laughs> I ha- I was hearing a noise, and our it was slamming shut, and like like opening and closing, and like fluttering, you know, and like almost a horror movie style. And I was like, what is this? And all of a sudden, a moose, because we have moose sure, in Alaska. So big as fuck. oh yeah, um, a moose starts <laughs> climbing through that window, and it's not big. It's like 18 inches wide. I mean, it's not big, you know, but a fucking moose and claw hooves with his long skinny arms are coming through, then a head, and then antlers pop out, and of course, it's a big fucking moose, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, And I remember running down the long hallway that runs all the way down the length of the trailer back to where my parents' room was, my mom's room, and I go and I like, and remember waking her like, hey, there's a moose coming in the house, and then I run back up to the front of the house, and... My grandma is there, and she's this little old white-haired lady, um, and she's there for some reason, and she goes up to the sink and pulls the washer hose part of the sink out <laughs> and just starts spraying the moose with it as, as it's you, coming in. As you should. And, gangster. And kills it. And, <laughs> gangster, and She granny. holds it like the gangster. Yeah, gangster. Sideways. Yeah, yeah, sideways. She, she kills it. With the, the with the water Whoa. from the super from the hot sink, water from the sink, I don't, no. she just kills it. No. And then she, Hard, I, I remember her like <laughs> be, her like grab me a knife. She looks at me and says, "Grab me a knife." And she grabs it and just pulls it all the way the rest of the way through the window, dead. Plops it on the table <laughs> and starts fuck. gutting this Your fucking moose. Is amazing, I guess. Oh, yeah. And she's like gutting this moose, and I remember like being really really weirded out all of a sudden my little brother's awake with me and we're like hey man this is weird grandma's here gutting a moose on our table that she just (laughs) killed with this water pistol and then the cops show up for something i don't i don't know why but there's cops like coming in the door so me and rusty run out our back door and then 
my the only other memory of this dream that always happens is reoccurring is me and my brother are sitting in a milk crate to us together like folded up he's on one side i'm on the other we're facing each other legs folded up together pressed against each other in a milk crate holes in it and all floating through the bering sea <laughs> we're he- we're heading for the north pole and we're floating on water there's there's other chunks of ice and like we're just paddling along and he goes I'm glad we got away from all those cops. And I go, yeah, man, that's good. He goes, there are no crocodiles here, are there? <laughs> and he asked that. He asked me that question every time. There are no crocodiles here, are there? I'm like, man, it's frozen. <laughs> but we're just paddling along the fucking Arctic Ocean, going toward the North Pole, getting that, away from that image dude, is beautiful. Why the cops showed book. up? Yeah, why Definitely. the cops? I, you know, I don't really know the transition from when cops oh, show up dream. and we run yeah. to there, but all of a sudden we're in a milk crate. Mm. Dude, paddling through I, the ocean. I've heard so many fucking epic stories from your brain and your dreaming. <laughs> Dude, Aaron, you are like a unique fucking I don't know, man. Yeah. Love it. You I I just can't fucking dream right. <laughs> you do, nah. you just don't remember nah, them. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I wake up and I, I do wake up every day at like five AM. At least that's when I am at work. So like Oh my gosh. Maybe it's and I usually get like six and a half hours at least a night, mm-hmm. um, but not much more or less. Um, so I think maybe that's just like, I don't really have time to just like, and I love, I value my time getting up early in the morning mm-hmm. and uh, like having time to listen to music and go to work. But I don't think about my dreams probably. So it's more or less probably not a, any reflection no, I mean, of... yeah, I think it's just a matter of like how much you get woken up during your rim cycles and stuff. So that's why I was saying like when we got our dog like a year ago, he constantly wakes us up. And because of that, I remember all of my dreams, but I go gotcha. through cycles. I don't remember all my dreams all the time. But if mm. if he wakes me up a little bit all the time, um, I'm able to follow the narrative uh, more effectively. So, um yeah, so get a little shit to wake you up all the time. Right. <laughs> I guess I do like, I know that I'm going to get like a short amount of sleep, so I do prepare for it. Yeah. Like, you know, make sure I go to the bathroom, obviously. You yeah, know, yeah. Just like, I don't know. And I do have a dog, but she um, she gets up with me in the mornings. Nice. And we always, which I love. Of course. Um, it's your buddy. Yeah. I, maybe that does like, I just, I have a very like, kind of strict routine in the morning just in order to make sure I'm always out the door on time and stuff like that. Um, what do you do? Um, I'm a manager of a produce department. Oh, cool. Um, for Walmart, which is kind of crazy. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's fun. It's really actually the early hours. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta make sure it looks good for everybody. Right. Before everybody arrives to the store. Makes sense. (sighs) My so we like my stupid weak bladder. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Oh, that's all good. <laughs> um, I just I Bless we haven't it. had aging. <laughs> we need to we need to throw some music down. Yeah, let's listen to this. Let's do it. Tunes. So so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do. I already got the record loaded up. We'll listen to the second one, which is Sybil Balin. Is that it's how it's Sybil pronounced? Sybil Bear, and it's the first. Oh, Sybil I think Bear. it's just the first song. Uh, yeah. which is tonight. Um, so this lady was actually a German actress and model um, in the 60s and 70s, and she just wrote these songs and 
never released them or anything. And then her son, I guess, discovered these recordings and was like, these are amazing. We have to do something with them. And got in touch with like a record label and they're like, these are amazing. And so they put together this album for her, but it wasn't released during her time period. And only, you know, since her death has she had any sort of acclaim. Oh, wow. She's a very interesting songwriter. Interesting. When did you find out about her? Uh, I found out about her a couple of years ago, and I can't even remember how I was introduced, but her chord choices and her 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 clearly unique just sort of like uh, type of storytelling and uh, songwriting just kind of immediately got me. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Civil Bear tonight. Tonight, when I came home from work, hurt. Tonight, when I came home from work, there he, unforeseen, sat in my kitchen. Buttering himself for bread and the cat was on his knee and smiled at me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. When I came home from work tonight, when I came home from work, there he, unforeseen. Passed the guitar and said I battered my car right now Won't you please give me your tune We had change of the moon We had change of the moon Tonight when I came home from work Tonight when I came home from work When I came home from work There he, unforeseen Changed in an easy chair and said What's that sorrow you bear? And I could tell him he understood I like how like off the top of her head he it is yeah. Yeah. It's like stream of consciousness sort of It really is uh-huh. He listened to my tears till dawn I dedicate this song to you Tonight we had change of the moon We had change of the moon Tonight when I came home from work Tonight when I came home from work Tonight, tonight hearing um perspectives from people that are not schooled yeah i like i like hearing from folks that like haven't like learned the ways or whatever Uh, and are just kind of like writing songs because like they have a guitar and and they want to write a song they want to write a song yeah Yeah. i love that like it's um well and and you know i think i i appreciate that good learned music you know i do um, but what I hate the most is when people are that way and they pass it off as like trying to be not like they try and write these oh, like mm. like they're almost like 
I don't know, undercut, uh, trying to fit the kind of rustic genre, like be rustic with a music that they spent four years in Juilliard. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's some of those guys out there. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's a way that like the unschooled stuff has like cred in a way that yeah. like the super schooled stuff doesn't. So I get why people yeah. maybe try to like uh, you know wear that or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, fuck being fake. That sucks. Just be true. yourself and be proud of whatever That's you're making. That's it. True. Yeah. Um, speaking yeah, of being show. being yourself and being proud of it, you brought your guitar. <sighs> I did. Yeah. My and, dinner guitar uh, today. And your stuff. And you want to play some a couple songs for us? Sure. Yeah. Let me move this mic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go for it. This is awesome. We're going to get some live music in here, Jason, for the first time this yeah, year. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It was really fun. Um, well, I'm, I'm excited because we've had other guests, you know, come in and they've played guitar for us and sang for us before, but they all stayed sitting down. And I love that you're standing up. Yeah. It's just how I typically do it. So. It's how you throw down. You know, I'm just a stand-up kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it 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 feels like and I, can can you tell a, you know, a little bit about your guitar first cuz it's sure. I'm I know. I'm looking at it and it's a four string. So it's is it is it tuned like a mandolin or something? It's DGBE, like the top four strings of a sure, guitar. Sure. Sure. Um and um yeah, it's a tenor. It's made by Eastwood. Um, sort of my entrance into playing music was through uh, a baritone ukulele. Okay. Which you yeah. can tune a bunch of different Absolutely. ways. But I tuned DGBE, uh-huh. and it was just kind of a songwriting machine. And then I uh, kind of graduated to this guy. And then um, I got very injured. I broke and dislocated my wrist uh, about two years ago. Oh, wow. And Doing they, what? They... I was carrying a box of my own vinyl records and I slipped and fell on the stairs and then the box basically pinned my wrist to the edge of the stair and it fractured it, popped it out of socket and then they missed it in the x-rays. They missed the fracture? They missed the uh, the fracture and the dislocation. So it actually healed, popped out of socket and then um, I couldn't move my wrist uh for four months and i was like what's going on what's going on they finally got an mri they figured out that it you know all this stuff happened so i've had surgery to correct it but um i'm trying to rotate right now just for the the listeners or whatever and i can't rotate my palm all the way down to the ground because the i'm working on it but it's been two years and so is it is it in the wrist itself or is it in the tibia and fibia it's it's in the wrist itself, okay. and it's the soft tissues as well as uh, it malformed my bones a little bit. So oh, I'm no. a piano player yeah. too. So you you have your hands yeah. sideways. You can't. I have to lift my elbow now, and I can't play certain things. But it's made me focus more on guitar. So now in the last like year and a half or whatever, I've been learning six string guitar, which I didn't oh, know good. before. Mm-hmm. Um, and do 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 you find actually? Really quickly, do you find it harder with adding the A and E in below? Like, mm, I mean, bar chords are hard. Okay. You know, um, but not that hard. I mean, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it's I'd actually, say that's what yeah, basically everyone everybody says. says that. Yeah. Exactly. And it's so nice to have those little notes. Oh my God, I love those little notes. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's excellent. Um, but I've written a lot of songs on four strings and, um, yeah, so. 
just depends on what mood I'm in, but this is the one I brought today. Yeah. Awesome. It's beautiful guitar. It Thanks. definitely is. It really is. Thanks. What are you going to play? Um, let's see. Oh, here. <laughs> I was like, I can't hear are. it. Let's see. Uh, I'll do I'll do an early one. Um, this one's called Flying, Falling, Crawling, and it's about, it's actually about a series of dreams that I had about serial killers, so oh. it ties in with everything flying, else I've saying. What? Flying, Falling, Crawling. Flying, Falling, Crawling. Awesome. took my breath away and made me cry a little (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even gonna fucking lie right now i'm not gonna lie i had to close my eyes i'm a sensitive little bitch but but i write sad bastard music so that's a a great reaction no no that was i felt the exact same way your time change your tempo your your time signature was beautiful like 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 it actually took me probably four bars into it to go wait a minute she just what happened she just she just changed times on me. Oh my god. And then I caught up with that, and then you went back to the beginning and that's when I was like, Yes, yes. And then you, oh man. That's brilliant. Thanks, guys. And then also all you, you fucking sing amazing. I Thanks. just gotta say. Thank 
Thank you. Your tone is impeccable. You actually make our microphones sound really good. <laughs> right? How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, holy crap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, thanks for having That's, me. That's, oh, no, man. man. I, I hope everybody out there listening to this right now, from whatever country you're from, from whatever state you're from, recognize this and look her up, man. Give her Definitely. support. That is fucking amazing. Yeah. Get in there and add her damn game, too. Yeah. Because it's going to be like <laughs> you're damn the right. hottest shit. Look you're for Elu. Elu, yeah. it's Elu. coming. Is it on all platforms? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to start with iOS. And okay. then we're moving to Android within the year. Beautiful. There you go. Apple geeks, get that shit. Yep. Elu. <laughs> Beautiful. You got another one? You want to do oh, another yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm in, I'm in the position. So, um, okay. What should I play? Um, all right. Here is a song uh, called Between the Lines. Actually, could, could I have a little more guitar? Yeah. Would you mind? Thank you. Check it. Sure. I'm playing with one headphone, so. Okay. Is that better? Yes. Thank you. 
What can I say that you don't Nicely <laughs> fucking done. Thank you. Wow. Thanks. No, really. <laughs> really. That's yeah. Mind blown. Thank you. No, it really is. Crack that beer. Yes. Cheers, Cheers to everyone Earned. out there. Earned. Yeah. Wow. And so now you've been doing this, you said about ten years, is that what it is? Yeah, I started um, I started fiddling around about 10 years ago with instruments, and then um, I released my first album about seven years ago. Okay. When did you yeah. release Oregon Fantasies? That was about five, six years ago, five or six years ago. Yeah, so okay. that, that's a weird one. We, um, uh, I, I like it. Oh, thanks. It's, um, we found a bunch of organs like in the alleys of Chicago, and... Um, just decided to give them a home so we had those in our living room rather than like a television and all that good stuff and uh yeah just wrote some <laughs> songs really cool. on it yeah um yeah and released that as uh its own little thing yeah that's awesome yeah and so bone and bell like where did that name come from yeah where did that name originate um yeah um it was originally just a little poem that i wrote um uh it's some like poetry yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's like <laughs> poetry. It's, it's like I'm, I'm I love it. bone and uh, bone and bell, stone in the shell, tossed upon the shore, rattle still this heavy head, the shaking in my core, and it's just little. Uh, that's it. Wow. Okay, that's profound. That's I, a I fucking guess, creed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that not just like a. That's not no a poem. That's more or less <laughs> like a like a uh, like a family like i don't know uh, no that's good again again she's being old hermit yoda not lifting rocks yoda <laughs> <laughs> that's start, start with all the star wars references today it's been on my brain a lot I just, yeah really <laughs> I, I don't know I'm like did you like the new one uh, i haven't seen it yet oh travesty yeah. right do it i know i know i'm 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 on i'm on my way <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, um, I don't know. You want to do one more? Uh, sure. I'll do one more. Um, let's see. Let's you don't have to. No. We don't want to like push you into. No, anything. no, no. I'd love to. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of what I should do. Um, okay. Um, that was brilliant. Too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this song is called "The Lights." It used to be called um, "Afghanistan Song," and it's um. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I want to play a different one. Sorry. Okay, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Changing my mind halfway through. Good. Um, this one is a little more timely, which is why I want to play it. Uh, this one's called uh, Reason for the Beast. And oh. the story behind it is when we first moved to town, we were really lucky because we found like a cute little apartment in southeast ah. Portland. And um, one night we heard what I thought was like a dresser being shoved over or like something. And then the next day we were walking by this window and there was like a hole through it. And I was like, what's going on? Anyway, it turns out that a guy who lived in our apartment complex had um, shot his wife and then shot himself. And um, in between all of that, he'd gone out to the courtyard and like talked to all of the residents like in, in the apartment complex about how much he loved them and how much he loved life. And then he went upstairs and shot himself after he'd shot her. Her name was Heather. She was a couple years older than me. Um, we just moved to town, you know. It was just sort of just like, oh, holy shit. Like, also, there seems to be a lot of domestic violence, like, in Portland. I think it's everywhere, but it yeah. just happened to be what was being talked about, like, when we moved here. Yeah. And, um, I've just been thinking a lot about, I don't think all guns are bad or anything, but I feel like we have a little bit of a sickness, you know. As That's a interesting. Society. I was actually, I, it's so time. I was going to bring up this after Very at, at the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of have, I was. I wanted to get a little bit of your opinion on that and i had a video to share on a podcast oh, too so cool so let's uh yeah, yeah. please so this anyways. is that's so interesting wow minds think alike huh well timed yeah <laughs> Hard to see our barbarian. 
No, that's awesome, man. Thanks. Wow. That's fucking great. Thank you. I love your uh your chord choice. Oh. And 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 I can tell that you put time into your chord selection and your note selection cuz they how you do what you do. Well, the your use of chromatic <laughs> in that mm-hmm. was I like half steps. I I love half steps. <laughs> I I'm, I'm a bass player. I it love adds, half yeah, steps. Totally. It adds suspense. And and well, yeah, it it's attention. melancholy. Every yeah, time yeah. every time you do diminishing half steps, it's yeah. me- melancholy yeah. and it, it fits it perfect. Kind of what I do. And <laughs> you and you actually were in two keys in that. Yeah. And so I love that you can use your half steps to change keys more like a jazz player and would change keys. Like, like you're not really doing key changes. You're just playing two keys at the same time and you happen to be able to go from a minor to a major because of your half steps. It's. I think it's because I'm not especially schooled. I'm just kind of like making these songs, you know. Like. <laughs> but... But that's 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 the beauty. I mean, that is the beauty yeah. in it is that you have enough of a music background to know what it needs Sounds to good. sound like, yeah. right? Oh and, yeah. And whether or not you know technically for theory yeah, wise yeah, what totally. your fingers are doing, well. you're 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 doing very. I mean, cr- creative, but um, and I don't want to make this sound weird. Not contemporary. That makes sense to me. <laughs> you know, like it's it, you're not fitting a modern like. There's it no honestly, mold, it, it honestly sounds like you could have. Oh, that's really kind. If you, I think there's so. no mold, Thank and you. and and like this song, you, the songs you played tonight, for more, you know, for maybe a lack of a better, um, could could be on the radios in the forties and fifties. Mm. I'm it really by could. Old music, so it, it makes it, sense. But but it yeah. it it. It it fits a mold. It's kind of a timeless. If like you know what I mean, like I would, it, you're writing yeah. timeless music, and and I, I that it it's a it's good. Thank it's you. good. It's not out there now. Let's say that. Um, yeah, there's definitely. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's no reason why. Me play. That's awesome. I I heard. Yeah, I heard you play. Um, we played at the Jade yeah, Lounge we in yeah. December. And I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like, hadn't heard anything like it, and yeah, you know, I haven't heard anything heard, like it. And you say thanks, but I'm like, "Yeah, this is awesome." So <laughs> we, we, I want you to know that we really feel graced by your your present you thanks. being here. Yeah, like, oh, thanks. We we had a couple pretty amazing live guests, but I don't know. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, sit. Please. That was more sure, on speed. Sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on our. I don't know. We want to get we we want to get a bunch of live music this year, and, and for the first I one of 2018, awesome. for that it to be you, like, like if <laughs> you know, at the end of the year when we do guest of the year, I don't know, man. This is pretty tough. Pretty tough call already. Um, <laughs> oh man, but um, that is timely. I love that. The the. uh Something to think about. The beast. Yeah. You're calling it the beast. It's like, what's the... And and you need reason. What's the switch, you know? Right. What happens? But it's all some, you know, it's something we all have, so... You know... But I don't know if that's true, you know, even just saying that out loud. It is. I'm not sure. I honestly think it is something that is potential in every person. I would agree with that. And no one... I mean, 
pushed to any set of circumstances, I guarantee any one of us is capable of anything. And with upbringing. I tend yeah. I tend to believe in like a nature and nurture sort of perspective. Like I feel like there's yeah, a lot it's of not, it's not one or the other. Potentialities like contained within a body and then things happen and certain yes. things are expressed or not. And But you know that like with with the whole political climate and everything that's happening and then we just had the Florida thing and like there's people wanting they're they're being tribal and they're wanting to put yeah. everybody into really these divisive. these truly divisive tribes of you're either uh, why it has to be separated to pro gun or anti gun right. i fucking hate the fact that that is a classifying thing with people like yeah. we we are the same and yet we care if one of us wants guns or not like why can't we all say there's a fucking problem with them whether we want them or not mm -hmm. right you know and let's like, figure it out there's no gray area like it's like as soon as you start talking about gun control mm -hmm. certain individuals you know like don't take away my guns tense up yeah and they're just like second amendment second my... amendment yeah, yeah, second yeah. amendment exactly um you know i I don't want to beat the gun control thing to death because that is really overtalked and it's not actually the main issue. Yeah, the main issue complex. is mental health. I feel like it's complex personally. But I but like it's all of it. It's mental health. I mean, it's farm. It's the, the the rampant use of pharmaceutical depressants, mood, uh, um, mood altering drugs, and undiagnosed mental health issues and the stigma young. against yeah. uh, mental health stuff is really significant i feel like it's lessening that, yeah. in our you know the current generations or whatever but talking to my parents or previous generations i mean there was like a major um no one wanted to admit you could push, have a problem exactly so if you went to a therapist or whatever you're basically saying that like you're crazy or yeah. you know like whatever yeah. which is like up. not the case clearly yeah. you know like, well and also you know part i can res i can kind of respect them at the time for feeling that way because our our whole idea of what mental health was and and you know our like psychiatric just in general was so low understanding oh, in the totally. 70s and 80s like they had no idea they were still tired of that lobotomies. I mean, that's well, crazy. they were still doing lobotomies and they were still listening to Sigmund Freud. I mean, right. like they were, you know, it, it wasn't, we have su made such advances in neurology since then today that most of the training when people go into psychiatrics and, 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 and psychology and, and, and neurology and they go to help people and understand that they understand how, so much more of the impulses of how our brain works, not necessarily how our brain works, but we have incredible brain mapping in multiple different scenarios of people. And they and people who are trained today have huge understandings of um, just like, oh God, my brain is farting all of a sudden. <laughs> um, I wish I'd figure out why. Um, of, of why... Uh, you know, like, like what, what outside circumstances lead, like stimulus, yeah. stimuli lead to how pe people's brain develop. And they can say 
they can look at a brainwave of how someone is thinking in just normal activity, go, okay, this is their brainwave over whatever. They grew up like this and had this happening in their home. Mm -hmm. This is how this person acts in the situation. And they can predict that stuff now. Mm -hmm. You know, they can, like, like, we have such good understanding of the mechanics of kind of how our brains are working at this point in time. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. I wanted to play if, this because, if, oh. If they get the attention or if, you know. If people pay attention. Yeah. That's the thing. It's all is about everybody else around those people because mm. that happened though with the Florida guy. Like, yeah, there was like twenty something like alerts that people around him had signaled to the wow. higher ups or whatever to be like, "Hey, this guy is doing crazy bad. things." He'd been suspended like four times, right? Yeah. Or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, he'd been held back a whole year. He was, he was yeah. a super senior. Right. So I don't know. We got to figure it out. Well, it's. Not putting a stigma on mental health. Right. Understanding that people, they're not a debil- they're they're just hurt. They're in need. They yeah, they yeah. literally it's it's like trying to fight cancer. It's a disease. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not like a a, a disability. Mm. It's a disease. Amongst other things, like they have this, and it's you know obviously like chemically it could be it's it changing could, them well it but could then be, there's people making fun of them probably probably too you know what it I mean? can it's be bullying com- too yeah, it's, and it's sure. it all like kind of steamrolls and it makes it much much bigger than and then people a lot of people are told that that it's not real there's a lot of, the problem is is a lot of kids have older parents right mm-hmm. now and they were brought up in a time when mental disability was not a real thing it was something you get out of work with it was something that was not looked up to and so they're told you're you're a 12 year old kid and you're de- clinically depressed and you don't want to get out of bed because mm-hmm. kids bully you mm-hmm. and you don't yet understand why you're depressed because you're 12 and maybe at 12, maybe you do need medication or you need something, but there's a, there's help to be had. And your parents walk in and they say, oh, quit being a pussy mm-hmm. or, oh, you can't, you can't get out of school again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't be that sad. You have food and a roof over like they, they, that. Yeah, happen- what that, could be wrong with you? That still happens. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, I get that too. The, there oh. are parents that are old enough to not be current enough on what we now as young adults and mid adults and people in our thirties and early forties have learned in school in just health class. I mean, what we were taught in high school was not what people 10 years before us were taught in high school in health class, dude. Like, just the the learning happens so fast on mental studies that like this, there are swaths of kids that are treated as they're being wusses. Yeah, totally. Not that they actually have something that they should be concerned about. I mean, that touches on a whole different part of oppression, which is you know, guess... like 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 you know like uh, sexism and um, like. Male I want to violence. pull that mic down just a little bit Male, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Male oppression, essentially, yeah. you know, where, like, guys are, like, bullied into, like, being, like, tough guys and all that sort of stuff. But like, or, bu- or bullied for not being tough enough. Right. You know, exactly. Like, it's all... Well, it's... I, I don't know. I... That is a huge thing. Um, it, it's a weird topic, right? Talking male oppression 
like the, the uh, uh, masculine st- uh, stigma mm-hmm. about around or talk. To- people call it toxic masculinity. Yeah, some people do. You know, the fact that to be a guy's guy is toxic to people around you because there are softer masculine people who might be offended by you being a macho man, right? That's dogmatized. I think, I think we're at a weird part, you know, we're at a, a strange point in history where people are starting to pay attention to these things that they've never really considered before. And I feel like, personally, I feel like there's some overcorrecting that is happening Yeah, where people are um, targeting one another with like, you're doing this, you're doing this. But like, yeah. it's not... Um, it's not a conversation and it's not a I've heard it I've heard it called virtue signaling. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Um so so there's some of that, but um I actually heard someone distill sort of like the the shift in perspective on mental health stuff um that I, I wanted to comment on, which was like basically yeah. s- they've changed the question from what's wrong with you to what happened to you. Okay. And yeah. I mean that makes sense to me. Sure. You know? Yeah, no, that's that's actually really good. That's healthier. Yeah. I mean it seems um it seems like a way of like positioning it differently, you know. Mm. Well, it, like, you're it, broken. It, yeah. Like, yeah, it takes the blame off the person and right. it makes them a victim. Well, not not a victim. I don't want to say that. I mean there is some victim mentality things happening too with people right now, but people are victimized sometimes, yeah. They are. Yeah, they are. And and people sometimes also want to play a, a victim. Oh, sure. You know, to Definitely. be part of a movement or whatever it is. Um, but with the school shooting thing, it, it this was the 18th shooting on school grounds this year alone. I know, and it's like halfway through February. It's it's halfway through February. And yeah. it's, it's the 18th shooting that has happened on school ground. It's the eighth shooting with an injury or a fatality since the beginning of the year. Wow. So we've already had eight shootings on school grounds that have ended in deaths or fate or injury, serious injury this year alone. And, and I remember when it wasn't like this. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. There were, fights were a big deal. Sure. Oh yeah. High school Huge. fights were a big deal. Totally. And and like and we knew about <sighs> the other high schools in the area and how many fights there were or like I don't know, it wasn't ever that it, big. It, or, well, but, I mean, I Columbine. We all remember Columbine, well, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that was the craziest thing that had happened Shocking. to schooling. Period in thirty years. Yeah. Right. And now it's news can't keep up fast enough, and it's I don't know. Here's I I saw this the other day just pop up on my feed, and this guy really it's only it's short, and he really just kind of makes me. He kind of sum- summarizes all of the feelings that I I think most of us so have. So Dale Hansen moves away from sports this morning. He has something he wants to say about school shootings. Here is his extra point. Another high school shooting yesterday, this one in Florida. 17 dead, the last report I saw. And everybody sends their thoughts and prayers again because that works so well. This is the 18th high school shooting in America this year, and we have 10 and a half months to go. We've had 290 since 2013. We average about one a week, but there's just nothing we can do. If it was a Muslim or a Mexican doing the shooting, how many new laws and how much money would we spend then to stop the madness? But since it's almost always a white kid, there's just nothing we can do. 
America has 5% of the world's population and yet 31% of the world's mass shootings. We're worried about people coming to this country. They should be worried about us going to theirs. Australia had four mass shootings between 87 and 96. They passed stricter gun laws and haven't had a single mass shooting since. And here I thought, guns don't kill, people do. Is this the people we are? Last time I said we need to find a way to stop a nut with a gun, and that's all I said. I get an email saying, I'm saving my last bullet to put it right between your eyes. Just another responsible gun owner in America, and I'm taking all bets he's a white guy. So there's just nothing we can do. I'm Dale Hansen. It's getting harder to enjoy the day. Yeah. Wow. So that guy... He made a statement. Really summarizes kind of my entire feeling on this situation. Um, it, it's we have crazy people. I mean, not crazy people. We do have crazy people, but we have a a swath of people choosing a side of pro gun versus anti gun because everyone being is being sold it's a gun problem. Right. And it's not. It's a race problem and a mental health problem. It's a society problem. Too. It's it is. It's all a societal problem. But it is there is such dissension in class in this country. Oh yeah. That no one. I mean, sixty percent of the country makes under fifty thousand dollars a year. Yep. Sixty percent of the country. The rest of them make under a hundred thousand dollars a year. You have six percent of the country making over that. Right. Like we're poor as fuck. Right. We're not. We have rich fucking people here, but you know, Hollywood skews the numbers and Wall Street skews the numbers. Other than that, some oil tycoons in Texas, right? And people don't really talk about class. Or at least no. when I was growing up, people didn't really talk about class. I think of I course not. I started to think about it, um, you know, in college probably. Living in Chicago was probably a bit shocking from Texas, huh? Yeah, totally. And New York too. I mean, oh, yeah. both of those mm. things were wonderful eye-openers because there were just people from everywhere of all classes, all, all ethnicities, you know, all sorts of like perspectives that, um, yeah, it was it was hugely informative. But... I feel like classism is something that we don't really talk about actively. Yeah. And, um, but we have been, we've started to, we've started to mention like the 1% right. and all that sort of stuff. Um, I grew up working class. I'm probably currently considered middle class, I would guess. Yeah. Um, and, but I see all of these like interactions between people and how, I don't know how it, it really affects everything. People just don't really think about it. I don't they, know. What? <laughs> It's because there's, I feel, and this is now my own personal opinion, I'm not stating facts or anything, but I believe that more people now are not told that everyone's equal from the beginning. Hmm. I think that there are a lot of people who believe that while they maybe class in itself isn't talked about, you are indoctrinated to know that you're separated by class. Yeah. Humans aren't all equal, but they are, right? That's what you're told. I mean, you're subvertly told that humans aren't all equal. You're in history class as a high schooler in a normal high school. You're being told that all humans aren't equal just by listening to the history we're taught. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I yeah, mean, I would it, agree. It dise- it's disseminated information that is so classist in itself. It's yeah. racist in itself. It's they're, they're blocking a lot of things that we should be talking about. We should be talking about evolution. We should be talking about the fact that everybody everybody's the same. Everybody's yeah, everybody. That's the real thing. The human Every, family. Yeah. We are literally all the same. And we see more empathy displayed in other animal cultures than in humans at yeah. times. Like, I love animals, but holy crap, man. Elephants care more for their wounded and dead at, than humans do at times. Yeah. And it's displayed with this shooting. Yeah. No one talked about the fact that kids were fucking murdered. Every single headline is about gun laws. Yeah. No one's going, hey, kids died. Mm-hmm. How about we all be fucking sad for kids dying? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Those kids could have been the fucking future people for to send us to Mars or who write the next best fucking concert or anything like that. All their potential. Mm-hmm. You know? And that is not a headline. Other than a school shooting happened, more to come. As soon as they find out kids are dead, they blame the guns. And yeah. I think that's fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. not blame... There needs to be stricter gun laws in this country. Agreed. But people do not have to lose their... I own a gun. Yeah. Sure. I... I, You know what? And I haven't taken it out of its holster in months because I actually feel like... You know what? Before me to use this, I need to clean it. I need to take it to a gun range and I need to put some rounds through it and get used to shooting it again. Right. Before I want to feel comfortable even taking... It's in a It's in a locked case. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I keep it in a locked case. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go anywhere. I don't concealed carry. I'm not, I don't think that I have to have a gun on me at all times to be safe. Right. But I want to be able to own a firearm. Yeah, of course. You know, I think there need to be stricter laws. I think that to own one, you need to pass a harder test than to get a driver's license. Totally. I saw like a comic on Facebook or whatever that was basically saying like, it was like, hey person can i get two boxes of sudafed and they're like no you can't the law says that you can only have one box of sudafed and they're like okay can i have like 15 like semi-automatic weapons they're like sure yeah yeah right go yeah. for it well yeah. I, I i saw a meme actually just pop up the other day that was like um we shouldn't care if kim jong-un has nukes because nukes don't kill people people do Whew. right <laughs> right so we shouldn't even care if he if he gets nukes we shouldn't care because nukes don't kill people. Yeah. And if you can make that comparison and find that ludicrous, the same thing transfers to guns. That's an excellent comparison. And like, it's it, sorry to say, it's not a violation of your Second Amendment laws to reformulate the laws on guns. Yeah. That was a different time also. I mean, you have to take like that in, into consideration. Like, they had muskets, you know. They That's... had. They still. At, at they, the, have at the, they had. Too? They had revolvers. They okay. had. They had, They already had six shooters at the time, so you could walk in with six bullets and clap, crack, 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 pop it out, shh, reload. But not like semi-automatics and automatics. No, like no, no, thing. no. It wasn't as Bump crazy, and... but yeah. the, you know, it was a different time. But they were not counting on the fact that technology changed the way people thought. Mm. They wrote the the. It wasn't the the view on firearms that was the change in time. It was the view on human status that changed. The view on our impact on our society and the impact on mental health that we have by keep innovating that changed. 
And because that we've innovated so much, now we have phones and we have in, in we have completely direct all the time knowledge to hate. We have it to people talking shit to each other. We are getting more information every day fed to us all day long than our brains are even capable of actually handling. We have not evolved fast enough for our brains to be used to this much interaction. Our, our society evolved faster than we have. And because of that, we are seeing overwhelmed young kids. Young kids. Yeah, they're kids. No. Well, there's a lot of overwhelmed adults, too. They there can't are. handle there having are. a phone and driving. No, no, And they can't they are. put the phone they are. down. But other than the Vegas shooter guy, which was an outlier, most shootings are 25 and under. Yeah. There's also some brain science around that, too. Like, like the brain and um, the ability to understand repercussion hasn't fully formed yeah. um, until yeah. you're, like, 20 or something like that well your your uh, prefrontal gosh, cortex right. isn't even fully formed until you're 25 right 22 to 25 the front part of your brain which makes in long-term decision making mapping the, the actual part of your brain that lets you plan your future doesn't form until you're 25 right. and we let kids sign up for the war at 18 right. figure that one out well they're i don't know yeah it's gross, <laughs> <laughs> That's a gross. Word. you know yeah you know I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a weird time to be alive because at yeah. one point humans for the most part in the developed world are living at the best we've ever have, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like this is literally the best humanity's ever seen. And yet we have problems that are more defunct now than they have been for the last 300 years. And 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 I think I think it's because humanity's losing touch with humanity. Yeah, I mean, everything is coming to a head. I think disassociation and isolation are becoming more extreme. Um, You know, there's ways that, like, the Internet can let us connect more readily with people that are, you know, like-minded or whatever, which is great. And there's a way that it becomes disassociated. So it's almost like road rage or something where you're there's this cutoff between like what you'll do and the idea that it's actually going to impact a human and so that happens on the internet constantly and i think that it's only adding fuel to the fire that's already being fed by the device of politics through gerrymandering and as well as the media and all of that sort of stuff like it's um it's all playing into it and so these this tribalism is kind of taking over and um yeah yeah, it's it's scary. It's it's really weird. It's this kind of the super left thing's really weird. The the mm-hmm. over PC mm-hmm. worrying about. I mean, you yeah. know, it's the it's super it's, left and the super right. Both 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 of them are oh, on yeah. weird scales. But you know, I it's like a, it's it's a weird like neo Marxist thing that's happening. Like <laughs> not being able to talk about things that right. are actually the cause of things because someone might have a, a feeling hurt i i can't get behind it no, I'm, agreed. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 more left-leaning than right you know i do have Ditto. some i do have i do have some some i guess you would call them right values and in the fact that i you know i believe in not a lot of government intrusion i i, I think sure. I, I think that 
laws are needed, but but they're not needed as much as we're infringed by them now. You they're know, being I, moderate. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. but but I also a hundred percent believe in all gay rights. I believe in yep. equal rights. I mm. believe in um, you know, um, I'm pro-choice. I um. You know, I, I I have a lot of a lot of left leaning values as well. You know, maybe I'm I'm fiscally conservative and maybe a little more socially libertarian or liberal, mm-hmm. um, but I I can't get behind thought crime. That's the overcorrection that I mentioned before that yeah. I feel is kind of happening, and it, it I think it's like a it's a feeling of like not knowing what to do and wanting to do it right, and so constantly like correcting other people or. I don't know. I I feel like it it doesn't actually create a space in which people can um, be honest, be honest, and ex- you know say what's on their mind without being ridiculed and accused of being a horrible horrible human being. Yeah. I feel like the same sort of um, compassion you know that we have for all sorts of people. You know, people that do do stupid shit like that. There's a reason they're doing that. Like people learned racism. People yeah. learned classism. These yeah. are not things that happen well, that come straight out of babies. Like no, babies of different colors don't hate one another. Like, they don't. They're learned. Babies aren't born with ideas. Yeah. So all babies are born humanists, and all babies are born atheists. You're only indoctrinated into any idea that you believe in from there. Yeah, they're learned. They're, and, and, learned and, and 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 it's not saying that they're all bad ideas. I'm not saying they're bad ideas, but. We have to realize that everything that we hold is true, we were taught. Definitely. We weren't born with that in mind. And if you think about these horrible things like racism or classism or whatever, like, honestly, I feel like they are hurts placed upon an individual. You're yeah. taught that yes. other human beings don't matter as much as others. That, that That's like a big heartbreak to me to mm. think about, like, I remember like learning about racism when I was a kid and like reading books about it and stuff and just like crying because I was like, these people aren't able to get houses just because they're black. That doesn't make any sense. Like that doesn't, that is fundamentally logically broken. And, um, and it also just shows that like human beings can be terrible to one another based on such like a minor aesthetic. I mean, I mean, it's not minor, like there's bigger differences than just the color of the skin, but like, we can betray one another. That was yeah. sort of the lesson that I learned. It, right. It, I, yeah. Humanity is the bad side of it. We can hurt one another greed, terribly. Greed for and jealousy. stupid and... reasons. It is. It is stupid reasons. And no, that's, that's, that's actually just a good way to kind of <laughs> go. It, it's stupid reasons. It's, it's not taking the time to understand somebody's Fear. situation and it's fear, it's fear of something you don't know, right? Yeah. Right. Fear and misunderstanding. And fear of someone else taking your cheese. I mean, well, it's just like, true. you know. You're, fe- you're, you're afraid of losing your things, and also you're afraid of being exposed to something you're not comfortable with. You know, there's a lot of, there's a, there's still a lot of kind of really puritanical oppression in society today, especially on kids um, who are still told today that like, I don't know. I, yeah. They're just, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Actually. There's just a lot of, a lot of views that are put in where there's shame attached to a lot of decisions that can be made as young kids. 
Definitely. And shame is like a major controller as far as like yeah. behavior goes. Right. Yeah. I and, would definitely say and, so. And I've done embarrassing things and not wanted to tell anybody and made bad choices associated with them because I was like embarrassed and felt shame over them. Yep. Just the other day I tripped over a fence. It was like, <laughs> okay. And, and by fence, I mean like six foot high. My sh- my shoelace <laughs> caught. You, okay. you were jumping over a fence. Oh, I was jumping a fence, dude. And I'm <laughs> and I'm fucking thirty plus. So yeah, it's like I don't jump fences like I used to jump fences. I was embarrassed to tell. I didn't tell Jada, and and so I I've had my hurt neck. I didn't tell you either. You didn't tell me. Either. I was embarrassed. So yeah. now I'm ratting myself out here live sure. on the podcast nice. for the first time. Congratulations. How's it feel? It came up. Yeah. <laughs> so so why up. were you jumping over a fence? Um, well, I needed to go pick up the car from Jada. She's working morning shifts now. Between so. Walmart and Elmer's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm running through the back a little bit, through the soccer field, jumped the fence. Yeah, my shoelace caught on the top of the fence, and I tripped over, and I broke my neck. Ooh. Not really, but yeah, it, it. it hurts. And so I told Jada, you know, woke up with a sore neck. Ah. <sighs> It came back around. I had to tell her the truth. Yeah. That's good, though. Shame. Shame. Major controller. Is a major controller. Major and, controller. And Ground control to Major Tom. So, of course. <laughs> <laughs> since, we can talk about yeah. Elon Musk and all that nonsense. But. Oh, him launching car into space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I'm proud of that guy. I watched it online. It was nice. Yeah, I watched the it too. The landing was pretty great. The rockets. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact the main rockets missed. Yes. That you know they kind of crashed into the water. They did. They obliterated. They did. But close. The ones that landed were cool though. Within a second yeah. of each other. Yep. Like go us, go, go and Him. go. And you know what? That's great. Team. You know what's great? He's fucking African. Is he? Yeah, he's from South Africa, born oh, right in on. South Africa, so he's African. No one th- wants to think about that. It was first African. It was the first African-headed launch of anything nice. into space. Very nice. Elon Musk is African, dog. That's f- yeah, fucking sweet. Yeah, it's amazing. So fuck all you races out there. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, there's some terrible, some crazy dude, stigmas around people who supported Elon Musk doing that. Once they, once the, they came across that he was from South Africa, and like people started looking into him, not just hearing the name subversely. They they changed their minds. Can you believe that? They were really? like, fuck yeah, this guy has his own space company. He's launching shit into space. He's trying to get this like, whole space program. Oh, wait, he's from Africa? They're fuck that guy. That's so dumb. Continentist. So dumb. Continuity. <laughs> it's, 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 it's tribalism at its worst. And yeah. I think it's because it's more people feel connection on a phone than they do in real life. Well, I definitely, I'm concerned. I mean, I have to say, as a person who makes things for people uh, on, on the their phone, phone, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about all sorts of things around Do you it. worry if your game's going to take away relationships? No, not my game. But I do think, like, as a blanket statement that games and or social media and In other general, things are uh, encroaching upon, like, like human to human things that should be happening yeah and they don't function the same way you know as much as it's rad it's cool that like some kid in kansas who has like blue hair and you know identifies differently than the rest of the people around them can find their community online i think that's so cool i believe Mm -hmm. so too and i also think there's a way that like 
our brains are wired for dopamine releases and if we put something online and it gets a bunch of likes like we are monkeys we're like going back to oh, it yeah. and looking for those likes oh, we're dude. like we we're have like, talked on this show about but that. how about <laughs> this though and i always I, think about yeah. this exact conversation right now is how about that kid in kansas with blue hair who identifies differently and he feels like he's alone it wasn't stigmatized in his town for the rest of the kids that actually feel like him too, who live in his town, right. let him know that they exist too. Yeah. Instead of him having to find people he's never met who live in another state who feel also like they're alone. He can find his alone. community close you know, by. Yeah. How about every single town has an acceptance for the fact that kids in that town are going to feel different and about, they're allowed to come out of the woodworks and tell each other. How about people just let one another be their fucking selves? Like, yeah, that's what true. I'm into. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I don't, I think that just saying let them be themselves can go too far because with the whole gender, uh, just more with, with the whole transgender thing happening. Um, and not that it's like a thing, I don't want to sound like that, but you have instances of parents with young kids who are like two or three or four years old, who it may be fluided, uh, assigned male at birth, but they consider their kid fluid. And then at three, he maybe shows a sign of like wanting to play with a doll or something or likes the color pink more than blue or whatever they use as a judger. And they go, okay, he obviously wants his four. He wants to be a girl. Now let's give him hormone blockers and block his testosterone. And he's choosing to be a girl and obviously everybody's gender fluid. So let's let him just turn into a girl now. And you know, like I, I think there needs to be a limit set on how early we let kids decide. I, I don't know, man. Like, cause it's just saying, let people be who they want to be. Does that also mean let parents choose who the kids want to be? Or is there an age where kids can actually decide for themselves or I like, feel like all of this is so hyper gendered and, and that's weird to me like yeah. a little bit. It's like it's like just because a kid likes a doll or whatever doesn't mean that they're suddenly identifying as a woman. You right. Know what I mean, like right. all of this yeah. feels so like. What do you um, think about all the binary. pronouns? What do you think about the pronouns and the, the 70 different pronouns now and G and Zer? And... I feel like it's confusing. I feel like the concept I'm behind and that like I want people to be referenced as they choose but i feel like all of the architecture that's required around that is like hard and weird do you think a person should have to approach another person and before they say or assume they should ask what do you what do you want to be called I by i don't know that i mean that seems so unnatural to me doesn't it right it, it does yeah, but it seems almost that's in, what invasive that's what most kind of, of the, the, the progressive it liberals seems, are calling for it though. seems like a weird way to do it um i mean this is another example of like i think that we're starting to consider these different ways of being and people haven't figured it the fuck out yet mm -hmm. like people don't mm -hmm. know how to do this yet and and there's gonna be some awkwardness there's gonna be some mistakes and i feel like that sort of like hello my name is and this is my pronoun is maybe one way to to solve that but my offhand sort of um reaction to that is that feels a little unnatural shouldn't um, I, I think it should be more of like hey my name is Blah. I'm human. Yeah, I mean, right? Make it as as because I I only feel like when when you start adding those extra labels, all it's doing is separating more people. Yeah. 
It's making you just have one more thing to identify yourself different than the people around you. Yeah. And not necessarily that you have to think of yourself as different, but to someone who's not that, you're you're giving a title that says I'm different than you. Mm. And it's it reminds me of like I'm prince blah blah blah. Mm. And not that the it, Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Kind of interesting, but super awesome that countries compete but then again it also is another way to just be like well this these people must be doing it better than the other people because competition i i really love competition actually like but i also like i really like healthy competition like and i i hate i i'm like a sportsman and i love like athletes more than I love the teams that they're on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like sure. I might love a team more because they have more athletes that are better performers than the other team. You know what I mean? And like when I watch a certain sport, it draws me to, you know, um, more Germany's or less, killing it this year. Nice. You know? Yeah, exactly that. More or less like it's kind of like it, it doesn't really have to be necessarily about who and where. Yeah. No, I don't know. You know. I don't know. I think I think we're at the at the edge of a cultural revolution and I, I think that within the next 5 to 10 years we're going to have a shift in how everything is considered in the scope of how we interact with each other. It's all going to be reconsidered. We're going to have a learning curve of a new way that people are going to interact. It might be technology in, influenced, it might not, but I don't know. Things are changing for the better. It's just right now we're going over some really big bumps and there's a lot of older people who unfortunately are in charge right now that don't want to let go of these rudimentary shitty ways that yeah. they were they were told were the right ones. And, you know, there's obviously a new way to do things and old fuckers don't want to let go. Social security is going to work. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it will work. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. There's, there's burgeoning technologies too that I think that yeah. I'm actually genuinely concerned about, like VR and AR and um, AI. And AI. I I worked at the Artificial Intelligence Laboratory um, for Northwestern for a few years. Uh, about, Holy shit! About four years ago, and um, or it was five years ago, I guess. But um, yeah. So I mean, I think there's all sorts of things that we need to consider. VR specifically, I know that there's going to be people that like abandon their real world Life. lives. They did for, for Wow. They already did it for I mean, Wow, and that was staring at a it's, screen. It's. I mean, it, it's so typical. Like science fiction is such a great um, uh, future mirror for us. Yeah. It's constantly showing us what we're going to turn Mirror? into. I did. I do watch Black Mirror, and it's scary. Um, that fucking show and, and ruins great. me every time. Have you seen the new season? Yes. Oh my. Love it. I know. Oh my god, it's Black Mirror good. fucked with me so bad. The crocodile one or the the alligator one, the fake alligator one. Did you see that one? Oh, I guess not. Have I not Be- seen that? Beast. Uh, there's a brand new one. Like it literally just came out. Oh, okay. Maybe I haven't seen that one. Never seen this four, show. Four weeks ago. Three okay. weeks ago. Four See weeks it. ago. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Oh my do, fuck, dude! Prepare for a world of <sighs> torment. They do a great job dude. of like um, targeting slightly into the future, just slightly, so things are familiar. Yeah. And uh, a, an amplification of what's currently happening. Oh, so, all right. Oh yeah, it's yeah. scary. It is. Woo! Black Mirror. All right. Well, hey, we have one more track to play. Let's get this. Let's let's do it. Let's listen to some music. We're going to get off this depressing shit. Ah, dude. And finish this podcast out with a bang and lighter mooded. 
Lighter mooded. Is that lighter mooded? What's wrong yep. with me? It lighter. Is, it is now. Lighter mooded. It is now. <laughs> That's going to become a button later. Um, all right. It'll so we're like listening. Lighter mooded. We're listening to broadcast. Yes. And uh, right. what is this band to you? They're um, they're sort of a psychedelic um, British band um, that. I don't know. They're just very experimental. There were art students that started uh, making music together. At least I think that's right. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, but I've loved many of their albums, mm-hmm. and this album in particular is really great. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just kind of listen and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's good. This The song we're going to listen to is Until Then. I just randomly chose this. Every song off is of good. Noise Made by People is excellent. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was a good one. Right in the crack. happening before too it's okay i feel like these folks could make a song out of like the screeching of a chair you know anything that they heard it's just sort of like auditory exploration yeah it really uh. is It almost sounds like there's a theremin in there. There might be. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Reminds me of old movies. the bit of influence. A lot of minor chords. Yes. Their other stuff is a bit more poppy. Um, at least some of it is, anyway. I just love the mood. Yeah, I they, get it. They really nail the mood. It almost reminds me like a sad circus. Yeah. 
and the distortion's good. Yeah. I really like pretty things that are made unpretty. Yes. Like this on a this on a nice grand piano would be beautiful. That's still the same track. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It might morph into the next one, though. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, like I said, I could have kind of chosen any song from that album, but... I'm happy. That was another deep one. cut. That was on yeah. the fourth side until then. No, I like that. That was awesome. Hell yeah, man. This is awesome. This has been fun. <laughs> We're going to... Uh, we, we customarily end our... Uh, we ask weird questions oh, at the end. Oh, I see. Okay. We do a little bit around a question time. Let's do it. I've got another confession to make. <laughs> yeah. Dave Grohl joins us every episode and tells us his <laughs> confession He time. just steps in. He fucking swags his hair and then he just leaves. God. Tells us. Nice. Um, if, you could, if you had any superpower, what would your superpower be if you could have one? Or if you already have one. Yeah. What is your superpower if you have one? Let us know. I don't have a superpower. I wish I did. I have thought extensively about this question, actually, though, because, you know, it's something that comes up. Um, and I think, based on all those conversations, uh, that I would choose teleportation because it doesn't have a lot of, like, social implication, like, you know, um, being, you being able to be invisible or something like sure. that, where you could, like, listen to what people actually think of you or whatever. I don't really want to know that. I just want to be able to, like... Um, instantly be somewhere else and visit people that nice. I love. That's awesome. So. I would choose telekinesis. Oh, nice. Just because I could make objects move yeah. and in turn make myself fly. Oh, I like that, yeah. So I I could just say, hey, I'm, I'm going to make my shoes go that way, but I'm wearing them, right? So you just make yourself fly. You can like go that. anywhere. You can travel super fast, and also you can move other things. Nice. It's broader. I would choose telekinesis just for the power like at will you could make anything happen really i might change my answer i would be <laughs> i would be able to like hold my breath or be like atmospherically like stable no matter where i was Ooh, neat. so you want to be able to go into outer space right i, I want to wherever superman. i was you i might be not superman. be able to fly there but dude i could go there and i wouldn't need to breathe your body would be fine you yeah. just want to be superman go as long as you have a yellow thing. sun you're and, good Maybe be maybe live forever. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. that's kind of a daunting, I I daunting that task. Personally. Do you have any? What, what's your least favorite maybe food? Nine hundred years old. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, do you, do you have anything that you just really hate really food wise? Um, uh, what do I really hate to eat? Um, well, I'm I'm I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but I don't really like the super stinky cheeses necessarily, like blue cheese. <laughs> oh, I hate blue yeah. cheese. Like, fuck. Yeah. I think I've had one variety that was good, but it was you know. What about feta cheese? Do you like feta? I'm on the feta bus. Okay, yeah, good. I, like, I love it in salad. Yeah, no, it's so good with beets or something like sweet. It's a nice balance. <laughs> That's it. We do we do so. My favorite salad ever. Check it out. It's easy. It's. <laughs> Super thin sliced red onion. Yeah. Small slices, thin wise and short, just little chunks of red onion. As onion should be. Yeah. And then s onion, tomato, Roma tomatoes most of the time, thin sliced cucumber, mm -hmm. avocado, strawberry, and feta. Oh, wow. Strawberry 
was a turn. You just do thin, nice. you do thin sliced strawberries, cut small, almost like the onions, almost All diced. With a little but sweetness, I get it. Yeah, so you have the red onion, the celery, or the cucumber, and the tomato, and then a little bit of strawberry with feta. Yum. And then you can throw lettuce in there if you want. No lettuce. However you want your salad. Oh, I've been digging it. What about favorite food? <laughs> favorite food. Oh, holy moly. This is going to be hard. Uh, what's my favorite food? Um, probably like mac and cheese. All right. Yeah. Solid classic. answer. <laughs> Good. Just classic. Like, like just out of the blue box? Mac and uh, cheese or like homemade mac and cheese. I love or like the a blue shells box and stuff. Cheese. There's like okay. a special little place in my heart for, you know, the highly manufactured shit. But Craft. Um, but I feel like the <laughs> stuff made with the Half cube of butter or like cup of milk. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, the, the homemade stuff along with, like, Velveeta stuff, which I know is, like, gross and you're not supposed to eat or whatever, uh, but Velveeta's I think it's, fire. like, yeah. it's delicious. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that added to it as well. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> What's your biggest fear? Oh. You said you get stage fright. I, I actually, do. I'm curious about that. So, I definitely do. what are you afraid of when you get stage fright? Are you the people, oh, the a, being on stage? That's an interesting like, have you ever question d- d- about thought it. about it? Uh, I don't think that I've thought about it in that perspective, actually. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, I think what I'm scared of is probably failing. And then I think too much about it, which causes the failure. And then, and so it's like a whole like self-replicating cycle thing. Yeah, me yeah. That's actually failing is my biggest fear too. Yeah. I'm not afraid of the people. I'm not afraid of being exposed. Yeah, yeah. If I know I'm going to do good, I'm fine in front of everybody. Yeah. Right? There's like a confidence that you can take when you're like leaping over something, you yeah. know, that you have to do with confidence. And um, I understand that performance is like that. And I choose to do it anyway because it's a way that I can honestly show myself to people. And that's valuable yeah. to me. Like... It's like basically the most vulnerable way that I can be. Yeah. Um, and I want to connect with human beings on that level where I'm being like that honest. Does practicing so, help awesome. you more in that? Like if you get a bunch of practices in before, does it help appease your? I mean, well, yeah, I I know, but like yeah. like do you do you feel like maybe getting an extra one in, like running more. through all your material like an hour before the show, like helps you more or? Do you have anything? Okay, maybe I ask re-ask the question. Do you have anything that you do that you find helps e- appease your stage fright? That um, over preparing is like a solid, like old school tactic of mine. I was a yeah. Girl Scout, yeah. and I I, I learned to over prepare. That's why I brought five records today, and you know, <laughs> beer and everything else. But um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's sort of my safety zone. And of- a scary dog shirt that's been staring at me the whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <Arr. Arr. laughs> yeah. I found this at a thrift store the other day and I was like, that's amazing. It is. Um, it reminds me of Cujo. Yes, definitely. I don't, I, I have no idea what it's actually from. It just looks like a regular shirt. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's no context. Yeah. Good. But, yeah. That's awesome. So. Um, yeah, I, I, there's things that I do to like make myself feel more prepared to get into that confidence zone where you just kind of like leap from one rock to another or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's old. If I'm honest, I think it's like old. I think it's like childhood old 
something mm. happened. I got really scared. It's hard for me to shake that scared now. Did you go back to third grade with you and your girl? Is that why you never talked to her again? No, I'm, oh. I she, <laughs> Meredith. She went, she, You're Meredith, like, yeah, she was in high school with me. I can't so, believe I okay. remembered. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Meredith. Look at that. Meredith. Uh, that was almost three hours ago. That's insane. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think it happened my freshman year. Oh wow! With okay. That, that competition that I mentioned, where I didn't get an A, I was oh, used to getting an B. A. Dude. I got a B, and it and made so me feel did bad. you. So you tied, you tied the grade to the performance and how you felt about the grade to, to yes. your performance. I'm a little bit of an overachiever, and I also grew up in a household of I artists. That that um where your value as a human being was equated to the beauty of the thing that you could make in the world and so i have that largely tied to my own sense of value yeah that's actually really fucking heavy man Uh, that's (laughs) fucking heavy holy shit so i'm i am making beautiful things because i feel like it it makes me valuable enough to be valuable yeah is that how you think about it all? No. Okay. No. Is not, that, but, I mean, not, but, on a, not on an everyday level, but like, yeah. I think if I examine it with you if know, you really a fine-tooth comb, sure. Oh, my. Oh, <laughs> my. Sorry, wow. No. Yeah. No, no. That's, you should be happy with what you're doing. I mean, you, you should know that. <sighs> I believe that all human beings are good. A lot of people disagree with me in that. I believe that we all have fundamental value. So intellectually, totally get it. I get that like I am valuable. Mm. And I feel like I am more valuable because I make things that are beautiful. Okay. Okay. I get that. No, that that's good. I just hope that you I just hope that if for one day like with your hand thing or something, you know, I think about it all the time too. I actually just slice the fuck out of this finger. Oh, I see like, that it's swollen. Oh yeah, Ooh. and it's a big scar that goes from there all the way up to the top. And I laid it up, and I got nerve damage and all that oh, shit. Yeah. I super glued it. It's fine. Didn't go to the doctor. <laughs> That's what super glue's for. That's exactly yeah. what it's for. Um, but I always think about like if I couldn't do music anymore for some reason, mm-hmm. and like I just have. I've always told myself like, man, there's always something else to do. You your life wouldn't lose its extra joy. Correct. You know, and so hearing you say that, like, your worth is dependent on the the amount of beautiful things you make is just kind of internally, I understand, but also at the same time, it really hurts. Cause it's like, irrational. I, well, I, and I've, I've spent a lot of my time fighting against that thought. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I, think I, it's I, uncommon. No, I don't think no. it's uncommon either. I just, I, I, I think that's one of the actual fundamental things that everybody thinks about that we have to get, like, we just have to realize that we're all beautiful no matter yeah, what the fuck we it's do. It's totally irrational. I mean, it really is. It's tied to all sorts of things like capitalism and the fact that Absolute, we grew up in America. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, you know, oh, we, yeah. we have in this Texas. culture of success where, like, only the people that do extraordinary things are valued and... You know, there's like there's a thousand layers to the onion, yeah. but like absolutely, there and, is. Um, and you're right about you know everyone does. I feel, feel the deeper that. you go, the more they to stink a, too, right? A certain extent, Ooh, so stinky. I love. <laughs> I actually love the smell of onions. They still make me cry. I love onions. I I but I, I agree oh, with yeah. you that they need to be small in a salad or whatever because yeah. they will overwhelm you and yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Take over. You don't want to chomp. So them. I will do when I make a salad. I'll exactly. make a big salad enough for like four people, but I'll eat three quarters of it, and my <laughs> Beth will eat the other quarter of it. Um, but I, I I only put a quarter of an onion in about a four serving salad. Yeah, that makes sense. And just I quarter an onion, and then find that really small, thin slices. I slice it a long way against the the way the stem runs. Mm-hmm. And so I slice it across the onion, and so that way, when you cross-cut the onion there, um, the slices are as thin as possible. If you cut it the other way, they're tall. They're laid out over it, but if you cut it crossways, they're small. So you get the natural small side of the onion peel, and then you cut them across that, and they're tiny. I agree with your methodology. It's the physics physics of onion cutting. (laughs) If you've ever wondered... If you've ever wondered. Okay, a couple would-you-rathers. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. Um, would you rather lose all of your money and valuables or all of the pictures you've ever taken? Oh, my. Um, mm, oh, my gosh. That's really hard. Yeah. I really don't know. I mean, I guess that's why you asked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it is difficult. Um, let's see. Uh, I would say... Lose everything I have, I guess, and be able to take more pictures, or be able to oh, no, keep no. all of the pictures you already. Well, no. So you you oh, would sorry, rather I lose all the pictures you ever lost because you could take more. Lose all of the pictures and then just be able to take more. Um. Or you, yeah, you either lose every picture you've ever taken, or you lose all of the things you own but keep all the pictures. I see. Yeah, I would say that I have a pretty good imagination and a memory. I have pretty good memory. And so I think that I would either take those memories and like make them into paintings or something. Sure. Um, or. But that way you can keep whatever. all your possessions and your guitars and stuff I, now. And Yeah, I have some heirlooms that oh, I, yeah. I would never want to lose, you know, other right. than the living things in my house, you know, first things to go. Sure. Like fire or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like my dad's guitar. Like. You know. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. That's a good answer. Okay. Would you. Um, and honestly, as an artist, like you would use that as like, yeah, you would, you know, you would draw it up again, and it'd be a real good memory. I guess I don't know. Well, it would be Maybe. imbued with all the emotion that I have around it too, so it'd yeah. be yeah. something yeah. new. Okay, would you rather see everything in shades of orange, or, <laughs> or hear a constant faint cello drone? No matter what you're doing or where you are. Oh, my God. So either you're walking around all day, every day, and everything is just hues of orange, or everything's normal, but there's a cello drone in the background periphery of everything you do all the time. Uh, Cello drone. Yeah. I would choose the cello because I kind of feel like I have like a cello following me around anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, with just some natural music in your head? Well, yeah. And I I just love the cello. Like, okay. um, Yeah. I think I could. And I saw I love droning music. So I think I could deal. um, And I just love color. So I can't imagine giving it up. Would would you rather have the head of a lion? Or have the uh, your head replaced with a tiny star? <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Let me see. Um, 
I don't know. Those are both really good. Yeah. 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 Both would be badass. Yeah. You'd have a lion or a tiny star. I want both. I want tiny stars in my like lion eyes. Like, but, what the fuck would a uh, tiny star look like on the top of a head? Right. I guess I'll go with lion head just because I know what that'll look like. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind of hard to visualize a tiny star floating yeah. between your shoulders somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> if your whole body just like turned into a star, then it'd be tight. Then you'd be the helper from Mario Galaxy. Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, <laughs> would you rather fart every time you laugh or burp every time you cry? Um, <laughs> fart every time I laugh because it just make it funnier. Yes, yeah. <laughs> best answer ever. True. Yep, yep. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, because um, burping wouldn't make the cry better. No, it would just be so frustrating. Okay, and, and the last question, and this is the favorite one so far. <laughs> would you rather spend? Okay, so would you rather every movie or time every time you want to watch TV or a movie? It's only Sister Act two, <laughs> back in the habit. I or to your last two episodes, so I know this one. You continue, know this one. Continue though, please. Or, cool. or every song that you ever want to hear on the radio or CD or anything is Dire Straits Money for Nothing. Okay. Given the opportunity to really consider this <laughs> over multiple days, I'm going to choose Sister Act because Music is too important to me, and yeah. I need to hear that or whatever. And if I didn't have television, I mean, I love, I love cinema. I really do. I like, figured you do because forms. of your theaterness. I, I do. Um, mm. But that said, uh, yeah. Can you say what your favorite movie is? My favorite movie. Oh man, I don't know. I've never even thought about that. Weirdly. Um, one that you could just go back and any time you watch it is just brilliant. I really don't know. I mean, I can think of things that I liked as a child and I thought would like stand the test of can time. Can you think of your favorite Disney movie from when we were kids? Well, not Disney. Did you watch, new Dis- did you I, watch all the old Disney I watched, cartoons? I watched some Disney. I would say that my favorite movie as a child was uh, Labyrinth. <gasps> All right. Okay. Solid choice. David Did... Bowie. Oh lots yeah. Lots of goblins. Oh yeah. Lots yeah. of Jim Henson stuff, which was like a big deal in my house. Did you ever watch? <gasps> Did you ever watch Bedknobs and Broomsticks? I did. I did. That was pretty tight. The Black Crystal. <laughs> oh, Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Brilliant. So yes. brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Loved it. Yeah. yeah Jim yeah. Henson was a big. Uh, weird. Yeah, same, thing. same in ours too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so weird. Hippies love Jim Henson, man. He was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, he, he really was. was. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Well, thank you Thanks, so much guys. for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, man. This was good. I hope you all uh, out there. Can, can, are you tell everybody where they can find your music? Are you available on sure. iTunes? Are you on all that stuff? Do yeah, you have... I'm on iTunes and Spotify and all sort of stuff. Uh, just look up Bone and Bell. Uh, you can go to boneandbell.com and all that stuff is listed there. Um, or, you know, facebook.com forward slash boneandbell. That works too. Listen to the shit out of her music, guys. Buy it. Support her. Do you have, do you, are you playing anywhere soon? Do you have any more gigs for the, because we have a lot yeah. of local Portland listeners. Oh, great. So, um, where are you playing next? Yeah, I'm playing in March. I believe it's March 22nd at um, 
think it's the High End Saloon or the Highmark Saloon. Is what okay. It's yeah, yeah. Okay. With actually some excellent bands from around the country that are all coming in to play the show. Um, oh wow! Old friends and they're. It's really kind of the best of the best players uh, oh, that are all wow. sort of coalescing. So it should be a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Are awesome, man. Um, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, again, your music was amazing. I'm so privileged to have had you in here and grace us with something that we, I can honestly say we've never had that quality in here yet. Yeah. Really. Thanks. We, it, it was good. <laughs> and amazing music. You showed us new vinyls. Oh, um, yeah. Anytime, man. I've got. And then, you know, we'll get off records. of here and I'm going to show you some podcasts. Woohoo! Sounds good. We'll, we'll, we'll share some, some feeds. Anyways, I'll, for all you weird fuckers out there that are still listening to this three hours in, um, <laughs> you know, thank you guys for continuing to do this for us. Uh, remember, gargle balls. Yeah. Drive like you know each other. Mm-hmm. All those things we usually say. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. This yeah. is Dog Chow's finest hour. Dog Chow's finest hour. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Next week. Uh, Fuck, we don't even know who we have next week. Yeah. Next week's a surprise, bitches. Guess what? We're going to do something something new next oh, week. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yes, we are. Look forward to it. <laughs> Later. What? Oh, shit. That's what? Nice. I have it on repeat. <laughs> I fucking... Repeat? We don't have...